my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans! Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Did I say that right? Full House, Fuller House podcast. Okay. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? Gosh, it's a new week. The final week of January of 2020. I can't believe we are almost done with the first month of, the, of a new year and a new decade. Wow. Well, if you've been following along in the Jesse and Becky, a love story series, you'll know we've gotten to that big pivotal episode that was probably one of the biggest moments in Full House history. And the, of course, the episodes I'm talking about is the two-parter, season four, episode 18, and season four, episode 19, entitled The Wedding, part one and The Wedding, part two. Yes, I will be covering both uh, both parts in one episode. So The Wedding, part one, aired on February 8th, 1991. In this <laughs> first part, Jesse gets cold feet on the eve of his marriage to Becky. Uh, just so you guys know, you if you got Hulu, you can watch all seasons, all eight seasons of Full House. This episode, excuse me, excuse me, this episode's got a 7.7 on a 10 rating based on 186 ratings. We do have some guest stars. We have Don Hood, who plays Kenneth Donaldson, Donaldson, uh, Rebecca Donaldson's father we have lois nettleton who plays nedra donaldson rebecca's mother um this is r.i.p sadly she passed away in 2008 uh most notable role i've got to say is gonna be her role on Golden Girls. Oh, she was a Mr. Belvedere? Oh, wow. Okay, wow. She has had a very, very, very lengthy... Let's see. She's in two episodes. She's in an episode of Seinfeld. Let me... An uh, episode of Belvedere. Two of the Facts of Life. Here we go. Boom. She played in season two, episode five of the Golden Girls, entitled... Isn't it romantic? This is um, a controversial episode for its time. She plays a friend of Dorothy's, a lesbian friend whose name is Jean, and Jean develops a crush on Rose. Yes, this was a very controversial episode for its time in 1986. Don Hood, also another RIP, passed away in 2003. I gotta be honest, uh, the only thing I've seen Don Hood in would be Full House, these two episodes. Um, I did watch A Little Highway to Heaven. I don't remember him being in an episode, but then again, I haven't watched all the episodes of Highway to Heaven. We have a repeat, uh, 
I don't know if you really want to call her a reoccurring character because she's only the actress. Her this actress Debbie Gregory has been in a few episodes of Full House, not always playing the same character. So let's look at her film credits here. She's in five episodes. Her first appearance, of course, was season two, Baby Love, where we are introduced to Howie, who I have not covered Baby Love. I do plan to cover this at some point. Um, Howie in Baby Love season two was played by twin girls, Kara and Kimberly Albright. And of course, I didn't know, I had no idea of this when I first saw Baby Love. But now, um, I, now that I've gone, you know, seen it and I watched the episode and I'll watch it for the podcast at some point, you can see that it is clearly a girl. However, let's get back to Debbie Gregory. She was also in The Greatest Birthday on Earth in season three. She played a aunt of a boy that was coming to Michelle's party. She was also Stephanie's dance teacher in Lust in the Dust. And, of course, she comes back in season four for the two-part wedding episode, reprising her role as Connie. No last name there. So, let's take a look at the boy. Now, play by a boy who plays Howie. Let's see. Michael Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. Looks like he's been in a few things, not a whole lot, just four things. We got the two episodes, Wedding Part 1 and Part 2, A Full House. We got Parker Lewis Can't Lose. He played Timmy slash Stanley. I watched a little of Parker Lewis Can't Lose, but there's no way I would have remembered this kid. He played Lil, L-I- Apostrophe L, Lil B in Thumbelina, and then he played Beanie in 1995's The Pebble and the Penguin, both Don Bluth films. So that would have been his most <laughs> recent acting, acting credit. And he kind of probably moved on to other things, whether it's behind the scenes, whether it's, you know, he just thought, I want to be a regular kid. And, who knows? This episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator. We have some user reviews. We got some trivia. Let's jump into the trivia first. As Stephanie is reading the letter from Uncle Jesse, she is holding it far away despite needing reading glasses only a few episodes earlier. Well, maybe she... It, it was early morning. I mean, do you really think... I mean, unless she needs to put them on. But she was just being so dramatic when reading... Like a dramatic reading... In an interview with Jeff Franklin, he said that Lori Laughlin wore her real wedding dress in this episode and coordinated the wedding. Okay. Debbie Gregory plays Connie once again in this episode and the following episode, but in season three, she played Danny's slob girlfriend, Karen, for two episodes. More like one episode because she, like I said, played an aunt to a boy who went to Michelle's circus party. Unlike most episodes preceding it, this episode segues from the main credits onto a shot of the Golden Gate Bridge instead of a shot of the Tanner House. This is the first episode to do this. When Howie's jumping on the bed in Michelle's room, he says he's Raphael when he's actually Donatello since he's wearing the purple accents of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Garfield stuck to the back side window mentioned by Kenneth Donaldson was a big fad in the early 90s. I remember seeing some cars with the Garfield sucker to the window with the little suction cups. 
Warning spoilers! In this episode, Jesse wants to skydive before his wedding. He claims that he took all the classes but never jumped because it was too windy. However, in Season 1, Episode 5, he says he met an Italian girl because when he missed, he landed in her car? Okay, what episode is that? Anyway, oh, we got some goofs. In season three, see, 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 I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I've said it a billion times, everybody. In season three, Jesse states that he went to Nebraska with Becky on Valentine's. I swear he said he went there for Thanksgiving one year. He even goes gives into going to see her family that Christmas, so Jesse would have met Becky's family on more than one occasion. Yeah, that is a big, big plot hole that the writers could care less about to fix. When... Because Nedra, Becky's mostly, oh, it's so nice to finally meet you. Finally meet you, Jesse. Which is cockapoo. It's not true. Continuity. When Danny wakes Michelle up to ask her about Jesse, the way her hands are crossed changes between shots. Alright, let's see. Is there some more factual errors? Um, Jesse states that he took all the skydiving classes but never actually jumped even with all the training completed. You cannot go up in a plane on your own with a pilot of your choice and jump without an instructor. It is required to complete a certain number of jumps with a trainer before you can jump on your own. Furthermore, Joey could not be the pilot during the jump. This person clearly is skydived. They got their facts straight, so yeah. The wedding takes place on Valentine's Day, 1991. Yet, Valentine's Day in 91 was on a Thursday. How could they have the wedding on a Thursday if everyone would be in school or at work? Um, how about the kids got pulled out of school and people that were supposed to work that day clearly took the day off, right? Remember Runaway Bride, 99, with Richard Gere and Julia Dre- uh, Julia Roberts, not Julia Louise Dreyfus, um, <laughs> from Seinfeld, no. Um, the big problem that she revealed later on was the fact that she didn't want a big wedding. She would rather get married on a weekday when everyone's busy, like at work and stuff. And that's how the movie ends. She gets married on a hilltop with beautiful fall-colored trees. And just it's just her and Richard Gere's character and her dad and grandma and maybe a, a couple other people. And that's pretty much it. And the bloodhound dog named Skipper. But um, we're not talking about Runaway Bride. I'd love to cover that someday for the podcast. All right. User reviews. The ever faithful Power Man Dan. 7 out of 10. The one where Jesse and Becky get married. February 2nd, 2019. This review is almost a year old. Okay. And there's only one review. One more day until the knot gets tied. DJ and Stephanie make a vlog. <laughs> I love how he says make. He or she says make a vlog. In 1990. I'd call it like a wedding documentary maybe. Howie returns and Becky's parents appear. Lots happen. But seems to me... More like the episode could have been a standalone. A flaw is Becky's parents meeting Jesse for the first time. In season three, he meets them at least twice. So that's a mistake. Yes. 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 Jesse and Mr. Donaldson get off on the wrong foot. Jesse rides his motor- motorcycle fast. But all gets resolved between them too fast. 
He then has a talk to Jesse about settling down. So that gives Jesse cold feet. So he takes Joey skydiving to have one last adventure as a single man before giving it all up. That was all so forced, but it all builds up to a good cause in part two. So, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do part one, and then I'm going to come back, do the IMDb for part two, and then do part two. So that's how we're going to work it. Um, All right, so, of course, if you're new to the podcast, welcome along, joining on the Tanner train as we take this journey through Jesse and Becky's in, in my eyes, some of the best episodes that highlight their courtship. So right now, we are focused on their wedding. Then the next episode, Fuller House, is going to focus on Jesse moving into Becky's place. Of course, you know, spoiler alert, they end up moving into the attic of Danny's house. After that, of course, you're going to have Becky finding out that she's pregnant. That's the season four finale. After that, you're going to see the birth of the twins, Nikki and Alex. And after that, the final episode, the nice little bookend, will be the season one finale of Fuller House, where Jesse and Becky renew their wedding vows. Yes, so I don't think I missed anything in there. I want to let you know, new listeners, where you can go find the podcast on social media. Go to Facebook, type in Full House, type in Fuller House, or Fuller House Podcast, Full House Podcast. The podcast will pop up. If you go to Instagram, OMHC Full House, Fuller House Pod, I believe. And of course, Twitter is OMHC full house if you'd like to send an email an audio clip of your opinions on past episodes future episodes they plan to do down the road and you got opinions memories whatever you you just keep the clips keep them clean send them to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com i will put the email address in the episode description for you All right, that being said, let's jump into this episode. I am so excited. I love the wedding episode. Love it, love it, love it. I honestly kind of wish that I could remember what some of the, my first viewing experience of these episodes originally was, but it's just so long ago that only certain select episodes I can remember actually watching. And honestly, it's probably a lot of the later stuff. One episode in particular I remember watching with my sister when she was still living at home would have been the one, the twin contest with uh, Nikki and Alex being dressed up like little baby Elvises. I remember that one in particular. Of course, before we officially get into the episode, we do have to see the cold open, which pretty much goes into the actual plot of the episode itself a lot most of the times 98 percent of the time the cold opens have nothing to do with the plot of the episode this one does we have danny and michelle in the living room he's explaining to her her important job for the wedding is going to be flower girl now of course it's been two seasons she doesn't remember when she was the flower girl at jesse and becky's little uh mini elopement in vegas when she was wearing a bathing suit and a little cow jacket. It was so adorable. So she's like, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. As Je- uh, Danny says, 
the wedding of your Uncle Jesse and soon-to-be Aunt Becky. So she, of course, is like, what's a flower girl? Well, he's like, well, what happens is he says a flower girl is a girl who throws flowers. Um, okay, thanks for uh, that definition. Can we get a definition that's broken down just a little bit so she can get it? Then again, like, she's four, so really the idea of, like, you're a girl, you throw flowers. And he's going to demonstrate to her, Hello, Mr. Rabbit, what are you doing? Apparently you got to have this door wide open, right? You don't want any doors shut in this house? Yes, silly boy. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, You going to help me review this episode? Crazy Lundbutt? No? What a goofball he is. He is actually going to be four years old this coming Saturday. All right, so Danny's got a little Kleenex box, you know, the stand-up kind. It's inside um a little, not so much a basket, but just like a little wicker thing to hold the tissue. And he just demonstrates by walking, dropping uh, a tissue on the floor, walking a step, dropping another tissue and everything. So he has her do it, and she just starts like, yanking them out as she's, like, tossing them in the air, tossing them on the floor. And then he, Danny's like, okay, sweetie, I get it, I get it. You you understand, you get the gist of it. You're wasting... Uh, he says, these used to be trees. That you wipe your nose on? Yeah. She's walking and she's yanking them out saying, here comes Michelle, here comes Michelle. Her dress is kind of a teal color and I noticed she's got teal socks to match her dress and black shoes to match the uh, the black trim that goes around the little white bib collar thing. It's cute. She's got like little, her. she's rocking a little punky Brewster season one pigtail dealy. I love how he's following her. Like, honey, you're wasting tissues. As he's picking them up. And she keeps, like, the closer he gets, the faster she walks. He is, like, practically speeding around that area rug with a couch and coffee table. Holy moo. He looks like she's smiling. She's smiling and giggling like she's in on it. Like, I'm gonna make you run after me and pick these up. <laughs> Okay, so I get it. The credits kind of come up and we see the Bay Bridge before we see the house, which normally the house comes up and then you see like the credits after the intro is done. Like, eh, it's cute. I like it. All right, so this is going to be the, I guess if you want to call it a B-ish, C-ish plot, maybe? With the whole video wedding documentary, we got... Stephanie is the camera girl, and she's like, all right, action, and she's in the kitchen at the bottom of the stairs as DJ comes down. DJ, of course, is dressed how she's normally going to be dressed in pretty much all of season four in, like, a pantsuit type thing. She definitely has got that Murphy Brown vibe going on, like, woman in power pantsuit. So, DJ comes down as the host of the documentary saying this is DJ Tanner hosting the making of a wedding a DJ Tanner production of a DJ Tanner film written and directed by DJ Tanner 
of course, Stephanie's got to like, all right, cut. I noticed we finally migrated from the giant shoulder camcorder in season two's Christmas episode when they went to, you know, they were headed to Colorado, got snowbound at the airport, to the nice handheld in 91 that you see before you. And Steph doesn't want to mince words, but she's like, aren't you forgetting something? So, of course, Gigi's like, oh, yeah, right. And, of course, Stephanie's like, all right, action. And DJ's like, hosted by DJ Tanner. And Steph's like, cut again. And, of course, DJ's like, what happened that time? And Steph's going to point out, like, look, this is a wedding gift from both of us. I love how DJ's like, hosted by DJ Tanner. Hi, I'm DJ Tanner. Like, wow, we would never have guessed that you're DJ Tanner. <laughs> Not. <laughs> and of course, DJ's like, okay, I see that we have some ego problems here. Well, I wouldn't call it an ego problem, but if she is filming it and it's a gift from the both of you, shouldn't you add her name in there? Oh, of course, DJ is like, DJ and Stephanie present the making of a wedding. So I wonder if Jesse and Becky watch this on their honeymoon. I doubt it. It'll be something they can watch when they get back from their honeymoon. They ain't going to be watching anything on their honeymoon except for each other. Um, <laughs> and, of course, DJ's like, it's the night before Valentine's Day. The night before the nuptials of Jesse Katsopoulos and Rebecca Donaldson. So, I like how DJ is really, like, pumping up the viewer for all this excitement that's going to happen. Like, the house is a buzz was pre-wedding excitement. So, I want to play this clip because I just think this is so fun between, you know, the girls setting up this documentary and the creative differences and everything. Howie. 
No, I can't. <laughs> well, when you were two years old, Connie brought Howie here to visit. You guys were best friends. I, I got a best friend? That's cool. <laughs> Come on in, Connie. <laughs> Howie, look, it's Michelle. Play by an actual boy. You're a boy. You're a girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Michelle, someday you're going to like boys. But not today. Oh, Michelle, why don't you show Howie your room? Why? Because Howie is going to sleep over in your room tonight. Ew! You guys are going to have so much fun. I doubt it. I hope she has good toys. Hey, don't touch my stuff, you boy. Steph, come on, let's follow the action. Wait a minute. Nobody's going to see me on this tape. Hi, I'm Stephanie Tanner, niece of the groom, bridesmaid, camerawoman. I pretty much do it all. You come on. As DJ says, the house is buzz with pre-wedding excitement. Zoom! Becky runs in front of the camera. Like, where's Jesse? Where's Michelle? Where's everybody? Oh, my gosh. And of course, you like, uh, you just missed her, but that was the blushing bride to be herself. <laughs> like, isn't she radiant, everybody? <laughs> well, Becky is having a mini meltdown here. She's like, I asked Jesse to meet, be here to meet my parents. Where is he? How could he do this to me? Again, I got, like, he's met your parents. He's met them. But apparently the writers didn't care to, um... Leave that bit of continuity in there. Apparently everyone's arriving practically at the same time. Of course, Becky is near tears. Like, how can he do this to me? And of course, Stephanie has a reminder like, Becky, we're taping this. Of course, Becky spins around, puts on her wake-up San Francisco persona. Like, hi. Rebecca Donaldson here. Everything's running smooth as silk. <laughs> of course, Michelle comes down. She's like, all right, this better be important because I was coloring. Of course, they got to point out, DJ does, that Michelle is the flower girl. And Michelle's all like pulling at Uncle Jesse like, please, no pictures. My hair's a mess. So that must have been the other day when she was wearing a dress and Danny was instructing her on how to throw flowers at a wedding. And, uh, because <laughs> she's wearing, like, a red dress with some yellow yarn person hair and some red shoes. And I like the other dress. I like red, but I don't like this dress that she's got on. It's just weird. Isn't that always the thing? What was it? A uh, candid camera was such a big thing in the early 90s where people were like, smile, you're on candid camera. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Becky's heels are, like, at least three inches or more. Like, whoa. How can you... I would have broken an ankle if I had to wear those things. Plus, I have high arches, so I'm not supposed to wear anything like that. I don't wear heels of any kind. Flats all the way. Slip-on shoes. Yeah. So, of course, Becky tells Michelle, I have a surprise for you. And she asked, do you remember my nephew, Howie? It's like, yeah, remember we met him in season two, the little blonde boy who's actually played by twin girls? <laughs> she doesn't say that to Michelle, but um, that's our reference. And apparently at the end of the episode of Baby Love, they did a little video conference thing. Like they filmed Howie at the airport 
and then brought the tape to um, play for Michelle. And after that, they just never kept up uh, correspondence. They didn't, well, she couldn't write because she was two, but they didn't talk on the phone. They didn't keep up. They would have been cute little videos, like make little videos for Howie and stuff like that. But eventually, it's like, yeah, they had to get her with kids her own age. Yeah, in the two years, she has forgotten, like, Howie who? Who's Howie? Apparently, Becky says, he, you two were best friends. Well, in Baby Love, they pretty much are like, oh, Michelle's got a boyfriend at age two. Don't, don't do that, people. Don't, don't, like, oh, my little baby's got a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they're two years old. Like, that's gross. Don't do that. <laughs> the thing that's weird is... Of course she doesn't remember Howie. But Becky's like, well, do you remember my sister Connie? And I'm like, Becky, she doesn't even remember Howie. How in the world is she going to remember your sister? First, Connie comes in and brings in Howie, who, of course, a little bit taller. The blonde hair is gone. We got this boy with brunette hair. He's got a little mini curly mullet thing going on, which... Of course, he's not into girls, and she's not into guys, as far as they're like, Ew, you're a boy, gross! And he's like, you're a girl, that's nasty! Ugh. They didn't, ins like, tell Howie anything, like, oh, on the way from the airport or anything. Like, oh, um, let me tell you about Michelle. When you two were two years old, you guys, like, like slept in the same crib for a night, and, uh, you hung out, and, uh... You two were kind of boyfriend-girlfriend and this stuff. Nothing. Ne nothing on either end. They're basically strangers. And you know that this kid makes me think of... Makes me think of Aaron. Aaron Bailey. Who we've pretty much already met, but... This kid's got a paunch on him. He's got a little paunch. Either that or that shirt he's wearing is not tucked in because he's wearing like a little button up like plaid shirt with a crocheted sweater thing going button up sweater and Becky of course is like you know Michelle one day you're gonna like boys and Michelle just turns and looks at Becky like but not today <laughs> of course Connie is like Michelle how about you show Howie your room and she's like why and Connie's like because Howie's going to be staying over in your room. And they're both like, ew, gross. So Howie's like, oh, I hope she has good toys. And he turns and runs like he would know where her room is. Clearly, it's going to be up the stairs somewhere. And Michelle runs after him like, don't touch my stuff, you boy. Connie follows them. Of course, DJ's like, come on, Steph, with the camera. Let's go follow the action. Steph is like, wait, no one's going to see me on this tape. And she turns the camera around. So we see, we get a camera view shot of her face. And she's like, hi, I'm the camera woman, niece of the groom. I pretty much do it all. And of course, DJ yanks her arm into the living room. Like, come on, we're missing all the action. Of course, so that issue is pretty much tabled. We have another issue as Danny comes down... And his tuxedo doesn't fit. Then Joey comes up from his basement apartment and his are too, his tuxedo and stuff, pants, everything is like so, 
too long and too big on him. And he's like, oh, man. And Danny and Joey kind of look at each other like, <laughs> oh, my God. And Joey's like, I, I thought he was shrinking. And I love Danny's response to Becky because she's freaking out at this point. Like, no, the tailor said they got the measurements right. Why don't they fit? And Danny's like, well, maybe I hit another growth spurt. <laughs> Becky, Becky, Becky. Don't take a breath. It's okay. You don't need to hit that bride. She's bridezilla moment. You don't need to get to that point. But then again, how many weddings or the night before the wedding, how many weddings go off like mistake or problem free? I'd say at least at every wedding, there's got to be at least one little teeny tiny something or other that might go wrong. So, who picked up the tuxes? Did they both go to get the tuxes? Or did one of them get both of the tux orders? And they just, like, took them and didn't check? Because you wouldn't put that entire thing on only to realize that it's not fitting correctly. You might put on pants and realize these things are too short. But you're not going to put on everything and realize it's too short. Like, oh, these pants are too short. Hmm, let me put on this shirt. Oh, this is too short. Let me make sure and put on the um, the tuxedo part, the, um, the suit jacket part. That's too short. You wouldn't go to that whole trouble just to put everything on. It's like you would know something's off by the time you put those pants on. I'm kind of wondering, if that's too short on him, what's to say that he's not ripping the material by stretching it? If those things, I doubt that they're bought. They're probably rented. Like, you rip those, you're going to be not getting a deposit back. You're going to have to pay for them to be fixed. And Joey's not any better as he comes upstairs dragging the, the pants that have gone way past his shoes. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Actually, I'm sorry. No, um, the bottoms of the pants are too long, but they bunch around his ankles. It just takes a split set as Joey and Danny kind of look at each other like, oh, no way. <laughs> you, my, <laughs> we're both wearing each other's clothes, which I get. We'll get to that in a minute. There's a doorbell ring, of course. It's Becky's parents. They've arrived and Jesse isn't there. She's freaking out again. It's like, Becky, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. I think your sister is there to do damage control and so is your mother. Okay, so I'm guessing that Connie and then her parents, because Connie lives in Nebraska too. So they all must have just flown together on the same flight. And then, of course, uh, Kenneth and Nedra had uh probably rented a vehicle so they just decided you know just dad just follow me and connie and we'll lead you there and they were she's like i thought you were right behind me what took you so long and apparently a guy in a motorcycle cut him off so that kind of messed things up and mind you guys this is 91 they don't have gps they don't have gps I've never been to San Francisco, so I really don't know how crazy the traffic is over there. But if you don't know where you're going and you're following somebody and someone, like, cuts in between you, yeah. I'm sorry, but when Kenneth says motorcycle, it really does sound like he's saying boner cycle, and it's just weird. That could be the southern accent, because, you know, they are from Nebraska. 
Granted, Nedra really doesn't have an accent, and neither does Connie, for that matter. I mean, they grew up, Connie grew up in Nebraska. Maybe not everyone has an accent, I don't know. Of course, Kenneth calls this motorcycle guy in black, clad in black leather, a hoodlum. Jesse comes in through the kitchen with his helmet and his leather jacket. He's like, sorry, I was stuck behind this walnut going like two miles an hour. Of course, Kenneth and Jesse see each other and they're like, hey, that's the hoodlum. That's the walnut. And of course, Becky's got to step in like, oh, no, dad, that is actually my fiance. And Jesse, this is my father. These are my folks. So already things are off to a rocky start. Like, oh boy. And Nedra kind of jumps in there with, like, oh, Jesse, it's so good to finally meet you. Oh, I like Nedra saying, well, isn't it a small world after all? As Becky's like, no, Dad, this is my fiance. <laughs> and just the way that Kenneth is just shooting daggers at Jesse with his eyes. Like, I already don't like you. Not just based on what you're wearing, but the fact that he cut him off in traffic doesn't speak well doesn't speak good either. And of course, she goes to hug Jesse and he's like, oh, it's nice to meet you, Mrs. Donaldson. And this is what I don't like when Nedra does. She's like, oh, you better start calling me mom. And Jesse's like, I don't. And she's like, I said, call me mom. And he's like, okay, mom. I am so happy that Jeremy's mom didn't request that when Jeremy and I got together and got married. I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Any, any in-law that demands that you call them mom or dad, just no, 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 no. It, clearly it's gotta be something that works for the both of you. This would just, I mean, if I met, you know, so-and-so's parents and I was going to be engaged to them and their parent demanded that, I mean, I'd already be like, I don't know how I feel about this anymore. <laughs> Let's hope we don't ever have to visit you, except for every great once in a while. So I'm going to play this clip. Becky? <laughs> I think something's wrong with my tuxedo. That's impossible. The tailor assured me the alterations would be perfect. Well, maybe I hit another growth spurt. <laughs> my parents! Where is Jesse? Where's Becky? Have you seen this? <laughs> oh, thank God. I thought I was shrinking. <laughs> so long i thought you were right behind me well we were until i got cut off by some crazed motorcycle hoodlum in black leather <laughs> sorry i'm late <laughs> stuck behind some walnut driving six miles an hour that's a hoodlum that's the walnut uh no that's my dad and that's my fiance well, isn't it a small world after all? <laughs> oh, it's so nice to finally meet you, Jesse. Uh, nice, nice to meet you, Mr. Donaldson. Uh, oh, no, you, you better start calling me Mom. Uh, nah, I, I feel funny. I maybe. said call me Mom. Okay, Mom. <laughs> and it's uh, nice to meet you. 
Pop? Oh, you can call me Mr. Donaldson. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, you were driving a little fast there, young man. Oh, well, maybe it just seemed that way because you were driving a tad on the slow side, sir. I was keeping up with the flow of traffic. Ah, but parked cars don't count as traffic. <laughs> That's kind of good, is I always say better safe than sorry. Okay, and stop. I always say moving is better than standing still. Oh, you hate each other. Oh. What's the matter, honey? No, we don't hate each other. We don't. Well, watch, watch, watch this. Pa, son. It's, you're faking it, though. But you don't mean it. Oh, oh it's okay, sweetheart. They'll grow to love each other. We'll make them. Now, you just sit right here, and I'll go get you a glass of water. Where, uh, and you two hug like you mean it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. What the heck? <laughs> what? Come on, guys. You were in a house full of people. You're not what is going on off. in here? Oh, nothing. Uh, we were just exchanging pants. Then do it in a bedroom with but the door closed. <laughs> you see, we were wearing each other's clothes. Okay, I don't like that sound either. Mom, uh, Dad, this is Joey Gladstone and my co-host, Danny Tanner. Remember those tapes of our show I sent you? Oh, of course. <laughs> you look taller without your pants. Really freckle size. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Jesse's like, okay, well, clearly, if she wants me to call her mom, then I guess, hey, Pop, how you doing? And, of course, Kenneth Donaldson is just, he sees Jesse just as he sees based on his appearance and just goes like, oh, well, you know what? You can just call me Kenneth. And it's like, okay, oh. Like, when are you going back to Nebraska? <laughs> the look on Becky's face, she is, like, so nervous. It's like, oh, this is really not going well. But to make matters worse, of course, now Kenneth is going to contradict Jesse's driving skills. Like, oh, you were driving a bit fat on the fast side, son. Fast side. And Jesse's like, well, you were, it probably might look like it because you were driving a tad on the slow side. Of course, Kenneth's like, well, I was keeping up with the flow of traffic, and I love Jesse's response. Well, yeah, but uh, parked cars don't count as traffic, do they? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And Becky is just finally, she's like, oh, my God, you hate each other. And, of course, she goes to just collapses on the couch and just tears. And her mom's like, honey, they don't hate each other. And Jesse and Kenneth are like, okay, we got to at least play nice for this whole wedding thing. Other, My daughter's going to have a breakdown in just a hot second if she's already headed in that direction. So they, like, do this, throw their arms out. Like, you know they're faking it just for her benefit. And she can tell. Like, oh, son, dad. And they hug. And she's like, but you don't mean it. <laughs> and, of course... Her mom's like, oh, honey, don't worry. It's going to be okay. They'll grow to love each other. <laughs> we'll make them like each other. She's like, you know what, honey? Sit here. I will go get you some water. Where's it? Oh, right through there. Okay. And she goes through there. And she's like, oh, my God. 
And, of course, Kenneth is like, what in the world? So he runs in there along with Becky and Jesse. And you see Danny and Joey with their pants around their ankles. It's, and they're like, oh, we were wearing each other's clothes. We were changing our pants. It's like in the kitchen where you have children about running around in the house. You want to change clothes? That's great. How about do it behind a closed door in a bedroom somewhere or down in Joey's basement apartment? Not in the middle of the kitchen where there's windows, there's children running around. You d- Common sense, boys. Come on now. You're grown men. Of course, all this shouting and everything alerts the kids upstairs as Stephanie comes down with the camera. It's like, oh, man, I missed everything. And Becky, of course, is like, oh, Mom, um, this is Danny Tanner. Remember I showed you those um, clips of our show, those tapes that I sent you? And, of course, <laughs> Nedra's like, oh, right, Danny Tanner. Yeah, you look taller without your pants. And it's funny how Danny's, like, trying to, like, pull his pant leg up because he's got, like, one leg in one of the pants. <laughs> And it's like, okay, freckle thighs, just chill out for a second. <laughs> like, it's simple enough, just excuse yourself, go down to Joey's basement apartment, change your pants. It would make the most sense. <laughs> but we wouldn't have this hilarious moment. Like, everything's already hitting the fan little by little with... Michelle and Howie, Jesse being late, and of course the whole thing with, uh, you know, Jesse cutting them off in traffic, and now it's just like, oh my god. So Becky's had enough. She's like, Jess, can I please see you in the living room alone? She's got a vent. She's got a vent because she is, like I said, she is so close to having a nuclear meltdown, which weddings always the day before is probably going to be just as stressful as the day of the wedding is making sure everything is going according to plan to make sure you don't have any hiccups on the day of. But it's just like everyone's coming in at once and it's just it's too much for even one person to be able to deal with. Yeah, Becky's kind of venting to Jesse about the fact that the tuxedos don't fit. It's like Becky... It's going to be all right. All they got to do is just switch them out. They'll have the correct sizes. And, of course, she's also venting because Michelle's upset because Howie's a boy. She's four. She'll get over it. Trust me. I don't see how her not liking him or the fact that she doesn't like that he's a boy. How is it going to affect your wedding exactly? Apparently she's like, oh, you and my dad hate each other. And, of course, he's like, well, we don't hate each other. It's just, I mean, I'll admit that it wasn't love at first sight when we met. But he, he I like how he just takes control of the situation and he sits her down. And it's like, honey, all that matters is you and me. And the fact that tomorrow you and I are, are going to be man and wife. Oh, when he admits that it wasn't love at first sight for, you know, her dad and Jesse, he's like, well, you weren't exactly crazy about me when we first met. He's like, I guess it just runs in your family. <laughs> so, he says, look, I'll be friends with your dad. I got lucky because my dad just loved Jeremy so much. It's like, he's, my dad would always tell me, like, ah, I really, uh, got lucky with Jeremy as a son-in-law and everything like that. It's just really sweet. 
And she's like, you promise, Jesse, that you and my dad will be friends? And he's like, yeah, I promise. Look, all that stuff doesn't matter. Tomorrow at 10 a.m., you and I will say I do. And we'll be man and wife. 10 a.m. for a wedding is pretty early, I think. Um, Our wedding was around like 2 in the afternoon. I don't even think it gets... Weddings rarely, if ever, start on time anyway. This is so sweet. And they kiss. And it's just beautiful. And I love how um, DJ and Stephanie come in with the camera. Like, this is an adorable moment to, to catch on camera. The final kiss between the before the big I do tomorrow. And I want to play this clip because it's just so cute. I just wanted everything to be perfect. The tuxedos don't fit. Michelle's upset because Howie's a boy. You and my dad hate each other. Oh, I admit it wasn't love at first sight, but you weren't crazy about me the first time we met. Guess it just runs in your family. Look, I promise you, I'll be friends with your dad, okay? I promise. I promise. All that stuff, it doesn't matter. All that matters is tomorrow at 10 a.m., you and I are going to be husband and wife. You're right. I love you. Last kiss before the big I do. A moment to be treasured. I'm DJ Tanner. <laughs> Alright, now we're gonna go to Michelle's room. It's bedtime. Apparently, Howie doesn't realize that. He's dressed as, of course, a Donatello, not Raphael. And he's jumping up and down on the bed. That is a huge pillow that's behind him. Michelle at least has a nice, decent-sized pillow that's not, like, sleeping on a humongous cloud. That pillow looks like when he puts his head down on that, it is going to swallow his head whole. Michelle's just rolling her eyes, just like, she's holding a Barbie doll. Just, this kid is so annoying. I can't stand him. I, I, the fact that I was told you were my best friend or at one point in time is just, I can't even fathom that. Okay, buddy, your mom needs to cut that mullet. It is 1991, and mullets shouldn't even be anything. I don't care if he's a four-year-old boy. Cut that mullet. Cut it. The guys all got rid of their mullets. It's no, no, no one needs to have a mullet in 91. I'm looking at Michelle's Barbie. She's got a blonde-haired Barbie, and then she also has what looks like maybe... I'm trying to th- this is 91. Um, Aladdin wouldn't come out until 92. So that's not a Jasmine doll, but it looks like um, a possible uh, Latina Barbie, maybe. Or maybe it's just a Barbie that's got olive skin and uh, brunette hair. I don't know. So she's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. The kid will not stop jumping on the damn bed. Sorry, whoops. <laughs> will not stop jumping on this bed. So, he's like, he turns to her and he's like, Shh, be quiet, Shredder, you bad guy. So, she's like, let's play Barbie doll. So, she hands him the um, brunette Barbie doll. And, of course, typical boy behavior, he takes it from her and says, I can pull her head off. And she's like, drop that doll, you turtle. So, Michelle's had enough. She grabs her pillow and she's like, this is nuts. I'm out of here. And, of course, he's like, 
what I do? And she just looks at him like, boy, I see Babs Bunny, the stuffed animal in her little cubby hole to the uh, right of her bed. That's Babs Bunny. I recognize it. I'm going to play this clip. It's just so adorable. down the hall to Jesse's room as he is looking in the mirror he's practicing saying I do and of course who comes to interrupt to have a little man-to-man talk with Jesse but his soon-to-be father-in-law Ugh. so yeah he calls Jesse Jess he's like hey Jess and of course Jesse is formal like hello Mr. Donaldson Donaldson and of course Kenneth is all like, well, you can call me Kenneth. It's like, oh my goodness. So Jesse does apologize. You know, he's like, he did promise Becky I'll try to be friends with your dad and everything and make things right. And he's like, look, I'm sorry about earlier. We just seem to get off on the wrong foot. So, of course, Kenneth's like, look, you're going to marry my daughter. So we got to start acting like family. Of course, Jesse sees this as a time to throw in a joke. They're like, oh, hey, can I borrow 10 bucks? <laughs> Jesse's like, yeah, just a little son, father-in-law humor. And it's like, he's really try. He's doing his darndest here. It's just, Kenneth really isn't giving him an inch to work with. Guy clearly came up here to speak his mind when it comes to the fact that Jesse is going to marry his daughter. His baby, as he says, because I guess Becky is his youngest daughter, but not necessarily the youngest child, because she has a younger brother named Corky, which we don't see him unless he's there and we just don't, you know, know that he's in the uh, the uh, wedding party there. So yeah, Kenneth cuts to the chase, like, Jess, we need to talk. And Jesse's like, yes, <laughs> yes, we do. And Jesse, of course, puts a hand on... Kenneth's shoulder and says look sir I love your daughter very very much and I'm going to take very good care of her oh he's really critiquing the heck out of Jesse it's like yeah that reminds me um I can't help but notice that you drive a motorcycle you play in a rock and roll band you wear clothes that should be made into wallets as he's kind of fingering Jesse's leather vest that he's wearing of course, Jesse's like, oh, there's much more to me than that, sir. I'm also an Elvis freak. See, I got a picture here and one here. And of course, Kenneth's like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But the thing is, you're marrying my baby tomorrow. You got to put all this nonsense behind you. And basically nonsense being his interests and in his life and how he lives his life. Jesse catches on pretty quickly. It's like, oh, I see what this is. You're basically telling me how I should be living my life. Of course, Kenneth's like, oh, no, this is just me offering you the benefit of my experience. Now, it sounds like you're kind of telling him that he's going to lose all his interests and anything that makes him an individual 
because he is marrying your daughter. I think what Kenneth sees Jesse as this guy who wears leather, plays in a rock and roll band. He kind of sees Jesse as kind of a hard-edged individual, like kind of wild, wild kid, wild child, if you will. And he's he wants to like tamp that, stomp that out of Jesse, as in when you walk down that aisle. You need to give up that life of what you used to do. You know, going out with ladies and all that stuff and your bachelor days. That's all done. You're, you're, you're done with that life. I get he's just being protective. He loves his daughter. Only wants the best for her. And in his eyes, the best for her doesn't include Jesse. Even later on, after the twins are born and you get... Becky's cousin Dick, who flat out says to Jesse, we all expected Becky to do better than you as far as to marry up instead of, in their eyes, she married beneath her. So, Kenneth says about how he and Jesse are similar, that he used to be like a rodeo clown, and how once he got serious and married Nedra, he had to kind of settle down and give that wildlife, like, Put it to the side and just say, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm going to be a family man. I'm going to have children and everything. And he's like, you're going to marry my daughter. You clearly are going to want to start a family one day. And what the kind of person that you are and being a parent, that kind of life doesn't mix with being a parent, basically. You're going to uh, trade your motorcycle in to get a station wagon with one of those little Garfield Dow sucker to the window and all that. Playing AM radio. Probably listening to like Paul Harvey and whatnot. Nothing against Paul Harvey. My grandpa would listen to him. I'd always like beg to change the station to like a country station. I want to listen to Garth Brooks and Reba McIntyre. So he settled down to farm. Okay, so he wasn't born into farming, but he was kind of doing the rodeo thing, and then maybe her family owned a farm, and he kind of took in, basically went into that life. I mean, they make pretty good money there down in, with farming and stuff in Nebraska. Of course, as he's saying, I could hogtie a calf in under, like, three seconds or five seconds or whatever. And Jesse's like, I don't get it. If it's hogtie and you're tying up a calf, why don't they call it calf tie? And of course... Kenneth kind of rolls his eyes with that, like, okay, son, you know, I'm trying to, like, state a point here. Can you kind of stay with me so we're on the same page? <laughs> so he's like, you're going to have to settle down. And Jesse's like, I will. And he's like, yeah, you're going to have to be, you know, a husband with responsibilities and bills and a job and all that. And you want to have kids, don't you? And Jesse's like, Yeah. Responsibilities and commitments. Of course, it gets heavy. Oh my gosh. Still in 91, they're still using the term heavy to describe, like, big, big things that they're talking about. He has Jesse envisioned that he's holding his firstborn son. And Jesse's like, Jesse Jr.? And of course, <laughs> Kenneth's like, Jesse Jr., yes. Just imagine... Looking into that face, you'll be trading in your motorcycle for a station wagon. Ugh. And that just takes the air out of Jesse's ego and uh, 
life up to this point. Like, oh my gosh, it just deflates him. Like, wow. He just, in his mind, he sees more of what he's having to give up than what he's gaining when he walks down that aisle and takes Becky to be his wife. Like, he's entering into a new future and a new beginning. And instead of seeing that, this guy is just painting such a bleak and horrible, like, you can't be yourself anymore. You're, like, going to be a completely different person and who you're fun boy ways is just that's not gonna be as it is and it's like dude i get you might have to give up you know some things it's not like you're gonna be going out to bars and hitting on girls when you're married or anything like that he can still love elvis and still love rock and roll and still be in a band i mean you can still manage your priorities with you know, being a husband and father and everything and still have time to do the other things. You don't got to cut out everything out of your life. What, micromanaging, basically? What was once probably a career in Jesse's mind is probably going to have to be, you know, put on the back burner as a hobby. Like, you sold your last wild oat. Basically, you've been going out with the ladies and everything, but now that you're with my daughter and you're going down the aisle to start a life with her... That is gone. If you have any doubt, because he's been putting doubts into Jesse's head this whole time. It's like, if you have any doubt about your future, you better not walk down that aisle tomorrow. It's like, my, he's basically, if you want to say he's putting the fear of God into Jesse by spouting all of this, then he's he just wants to make sure that his daughter is marrying the right guy. I guess it could be like giving up all these things. And I honestly don't think that would make a difference in how Kenneth sees him. And the stunt that he pulls with the whole skydiving to be late for the wedding, that is going to be another mark in that book that, that Kenneth Donaldson has as he's just checking off like, yep, here's another thing that he's doing wrong. I, I told you, Nedra, I told you this boy is not right for our girl. He's not right for our Becky. So I'm going to play this clip now because this guy's, uh, I mean, I get where he's come. I don't have a child that's going to be married. But um, if I did and I had reservations, I mean, honestly, you can give advice. But at the end of the day, is it really your place to say anything? Is it really his place to say anything to Jesse? Because this really, granted he's paying for her wedding, but... <laughs> The decisions Becky and Jesse make in the future don't include him. Which, what's isn't there a saying that says you don't just marry your spouse, you marry their entire family, basically? I do. <laughs> I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> Hi, Jess. Hello, Mr. Donaldson. Oh, call me Kenneth. Kenneth, listen, uh, I, I'm sorry about before. We, we got kind of off to a bad start, didn't we? Oh, listen, are you going to marry my daughter? We need to start acting like family. Great. Can you loan me ten bucks? <laughs> Son, father-in-law humor. Yeah. <laughs> Jess, we need to talk. Yes, yes, we do. Listen, sir, I love your daughter very, very much. I'm going to take very good care of her, I promise. Which reminds me, uh... I couldn't help but notice that you 
ride a motorcycle, you play in a rock and roll band, you uh, wear clothes that should be wallets. <laughs> now, there's much more to me than that, sir. I'm also an Elvis freak. See, I got pictures there. I got a big color of them here. Beautiful. That's fine, son. But you're marrying my baby tomorrow. You got to put all that nonsense behind you. Yeah, this wouldn't be you telling me how to live my life, would it? No, I am just offering you the benefit of my experience. You know, you and I are a lot alike. Oh, yeah, we're two peas in a pod. <laughs> exactly. When I was your age, I was a wild one, just like you. No. Yes. Why, before I settled down to farming, I was on a rodeo circuit. I could hog tie a calf in under seven seconds. You know, I've always wondered, this is a mystery. Now, if it's hog tie and it's a calf, why don't they call it calf tie? Stay with me, son. I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Now, when I married Nedra, I had to hang up my spurs and settle down. And so will you. I will. Sure. You're going to be a husband with a wife, responsibilities, commitments. It's pretty heavy, isn't it? No, uh, it gets heavier. You plan on having kids someday? Yeah. All right, now you picture this. You're holding your little baby boy. Jesse Jr.? Jesse Jr. <laughs> and one look into that sweet, innocent face, and you'll be trading in your Harley for a sensible family station wagon. I'm driving a station wagon? With one of those Garfield dolls suckered to the window. Am I listening to talk radio? All five buttons. <laughs> Son, what I'm saying is, you've had your last wild adventure, sowed your last wild oat, rode your last buck and bronco. Get the point? It's over. Case closed, kiss it goodbye, the fat lady sang. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Now, if you've got any doubts, you better not walk down that aisle tomorrow. Understand? Yes, sir. Well, you sleep tight. Oh, my, yeah, he could have been all He's like, well, I gave you plenty to think on. Sleep well. And it's like, dude, you did that deliberately to scare him off. And apparently it worked a little bit because at 7 a.m. He said to get married at 10 a.m. Which technically everyone should be up and getting ready to go. Actually, Becky, I mean, you got a lot. You know, you got to get in the makeup chair. You got to get into your dress. You got to do all that stuff. But Jesse's got, I'm guessing that garment bag holds his tux. And he's wrangled Joey into this whole thing, which he has no idea what's going on. Jess, it's 7 a.m. Where are you taking me? And Joey's like, Jess, you're getting married in three You are getting married still, aren't you? And Jesse's like, yes. But there's something I need to do first. Of course, he's like, I'll explain everything on the way to the airport. And Joey's like, the airport? What? Why is Joey walking like he's got a stiff leg or something like that? He's walking like with a li and like he must have just dragged Joey up the stairs and out of bed. And Joey's like still half asleep. He's like still trying to like rack his brain around the fact that 
you know, airport and you're getting married in three hours, Jesse. I mean, you're getting more married still, right? And it's just like, oh my god. He doesn't expect Joey to drive them to the airport because he does not look like he's awake yet. But Danny comes down the stairs in his robe. Looks like he just woke up. Michelle, of course, is sleeping on the couch. And he asks her, like, have you seen your Uncle Jesse? And she's like, no good morning, Michelle. No good morning, kiss. And of course, he's like, oh, heaven forbid, excuse me. He kisses her. Like, good morning, Michelle. Have you seen your Uncle Jesse? She's like, no, but thank you for asking. Okay, I'm going back to sleep. Kitty Pop is heading to the girls' room and say, hey, have you guys heard anything from your Uncle Jesse? I've checked his room. It's empty. <laughs> She's got Pinky the Pig on the little end table there by the couch. Aww. There we go. Gosh, we haven't seen Kimmy in a bit. And there's a knock on the door, of course. Kimmy's got two outfits. She wants DJ to help her decide which one to wear. Uh, she's got like a kind of a velvet plum colored dress. And then the other one's kind of a blue, light blue, dark blue flowery print. Which I think the blue would go good with her eyes. I think Kimmy's eyes are what kind of a bluish color. Really, yeah, I think blue would definitely go good. I, I can't remember which one she wears. It might be something completely different. And apparently both those outfits we learn are uh, DJs. Because Danny's like, look, Kimmy, I got something going on here. You really need something right now. She's like, yeah, we all have problems. As she screams up the stairs for DJ. Jesse? <laughs> Hola, Mr. D. Kimmy, I'm going through a major crisis right now. Hey, we all got problems. <laughs> DJ! Is he I gotta build a moat. Kimmy, what is it? DJ, what should I wear to the wedding? This dress with these shoes, or this dress with these shoes? Kimmy, those are my clothes. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> I found a note on the fridge from Uncle Jesse. Read it, Steph. Wait, I wanna get this on our wedding videotape. For evidence. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Action. Dear family, you must be wondering where I went. I kidnapped Joey, but we'll be back for the wedding. There was one last thing I had to do before I got married. Jesse. Let me do that again. I can do better. Okay, no, no. Dear family. This isn't uh, a dramatic poetry for Oh, him. man. Jesse's getting married in two hours. Where the heck could he be? Well, he's Jess, not Jess, you're house. totally out of your mind. I know. I said I'd never get in a plane with you. <laughs> no, I'm talking about skydiving. It's crazy. Joey, people say it's the ultimate rush. I took all the lessons, but I never jumped because it was too windy. Jesse, I gotta have this one last adventure before I get married. Well, do you have to do this on your wedding day? This is the last hour of my life as a single guy. I, I pretty soon I'm gonna I'm gonna be married. I'm gonna have a family with all the responsibilities. I mean, what am I gonna do then? Jump out of a station wagon? Well, you could. Your chute might not open in time. <laughs> Joey, look, I, I have to do this one last crazy thing before I give it all up for the woman that I love. Isn't flying with me crazy enough? No. How about when I do this? Okay, stop with it. Don't do that! I got this all planned out. I stashed my Harley, I got my tux on, I do the jump, hop on my Harley, cruise to the chapel, and just enough time to remove my hair and say, I do. You don't even know if you're gonna run in your Can I make one little suggestion? What? 
Snap out of it. Really? <laughs> Joy, this is just something I have to do for myself, all right? All right. Well, have a safe trip. Good luck, buddy. Thanks, pal. Oh, Joseph, if anything goes wrong, I want you to marry Becky. Oh, come on. She wasn't going to say that. He can buy some somewhere. I'm sure he'll find a place. Gas station might have some house. Yeah, he gives him a thumbs up. Did I forget my moose? Yep. So, Jesse, well, excuse me, no, let me go back to the house where Stephanie comes in with a note that was left on the fridge that Jesse took Joey, kidnapped him. They got on a plane. Cause, oh, no. They said, I kidnapped Joey, but don't worry. I'll be back in time for the wedding. <laughs> Can you imagine what their mind... I mean, good thing Becky is in there because she would have flipped her gourd. She would have fully lost it. I mean, that's her wedding day. But like I said, who gets married at 10 in the morning anyway? But still. Of course, it's like, oh, let me get this on camera as DJ grabs the video camera. I'm like, yeah, because you'll want that for evidence in case, you know, something happens. <laughs> so, Stephanie's reading it, and she's being dramatic, and she, oh, wait, no, 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 let me do it again. I can do it better. It's like, no, we got the gist of it. This isn't a dramatic poetry slam rating, please. Of course, now the family's wondering, where is he? Because he's getting married in, like, less than three hours. We see that he's in a plane with Joey. And he says that he took all the lessons, but he didn't jump because it was windy that day. And I agree with whoever put, like, the goofs or trivia or whatever about the fact that, yeah, you would probably be needing to have an instructor jump with you. Because what if something went wrong and he didn't know what to do? Because, um, Jesse's telling Joey about the fact that in an hour I'm going to be a married man and this is like the ultimate rush jumping out of a, a plane. I just I want to do this one last crazy thing before I give it all up for the woman I love. Of course, Joey's like, what? Getting in a plane with me isn't crazy enough for you? <laughs> Jesse's like, soon I'm going to be married with a wife and kids and responsibilities. I mean, what am I going to do then? Jump out of a station wagon? No one in that house ever owns a station wagon, let me tell you. So Jesse does in fact jump. His plan was he was going to jump. He parked his Harley someplace near the church. He's like, I'll get on my Harley. It's like, you don't even know where you're going to land yet. You may not even land anywhere in the vicinity of your And He doesn't. He lands in some podunk tomato town. And yes, he did go out without his moose. And of course, he's like, oh, shoot, I forgot my moose. I love how Joey's, like, giving him the thumbs up after Jesse is, like, slowly floating to the uh, Earth's surface. <laughs> okay, now we're kind of across town. We're going to the church where everyone is assembled and waiting for Jesse. Which Becky, of course, is getting ready with her mom and her sister. She has no idea where Jesse is or why the wedding's not starting. live at the chapel and there's still no sign of the groom dad how do you feel oh i i feel very confident that jesse will arrive right on time 
in the next 18 seconds. Is that why you're not telling Becky what's going on? No, that's because I'm chicken. <laughs> you heard it here first. Dad is chicken. The flower girl is here. I'm ready for the video. My hair looks fantastic. Do something. Now we'll do my fish face. Hey, Michelle, where's Howie? Who cares? That boy is crazy. Oh, Michelle. Hello, Howie. You look very pretty. No, he was told to say You are a hunk. What's a hunk? That's what DJ calls the paper boy. Everything's ready up front. Oh, that, that's that's good. That, that's very good. What's the problem? Yeah, really. Oh, there's no problem. You're lying. Yeah. I can tell by the way you won't look me in the eye. Yep. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> okay, there's there's a little problem. You know how every wedding has a bride and a groom? Well, you you take away the groom and. That's what we have here. You took away the room? I didn't take away the room. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why aren't we starting? I don't know. Danny. <laughs> Crap. Is something wrong? Wrong? Oh, no, nothing's wrong. <laughs> what yeah, could possibly right. be wrong? No, everything's totally under control. Really? Then why won't you look me in the eye? Yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're not all here yet. Well, who's missing? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yes, Michelle? Jesse. Uncle Jesse is missing. Oh, my God. Stay calm. Just because the groom's not here, I am not going to let that ruin my wedding day. Mom. Oh, oh made it. Where's Jesse? Jesse! Uh-oh. Joey, where is he? Uh, he must have stopped off for a can of moose. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, he forgot it when he jumped out of the plane. <laughs> Excuse me? He jumped out of a plane? Well, it's okay. I took him skydiving. Last time I saw him, he was floating safely to the earth. You took him skydiving? Well, then where is he? What if something happened to him? D don't worry. He said if anything happens, I should marry you myself. church we see that the crowd is slowly starting to become restless those that have watches on their wrists because it's 1991 and no one's got an iphone to look at the time those that got <laughs> uh, watches on the wrists keep looking at them like Come on, what in the world what's going on here so dj of course they're continuing the wedding documentary video which is now this is pretty much the part two of the wedding video. It's the day of the wedding, before they filmed footage stuff of the day before. And now she's, the groom is late. So they're having issues with that. Oh, son, Uncle Jesse. 
So, of course, DJ's like, Dad, how do you feel about this? So he's like, Danny, of course, facing the camera, is like, oh, I feel very confident that Jesse will arrive in the next 18 seconds. <laughs> of course, DJ's like, is that why you're not telling Becky? And Danny's like, well, I mean, I- I'm chicken, so that's why I'm not saying. I honestly don't know if it would be best to come from Danny, um, because that is a... <laughs> No bride or groom wants to be stood up on their wedding day. Of course, Danny, like, is like, all right, I want to hear. And DJ say, well, you hear it here first, folks. Dad admits he's chicken. So Michelle comes out and her, the dresses they're wearing are like a very, very light kind of peach color. Peach, light peach, like, uh, light pink were a color it just they look kind of like light 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 peach she comes out and she like presents herself like the flower girl is here and of course you like feel free to take pictures because my hair looks amazing like oh where's howie and she's like who cares that boy is crazy and, of course, Howie comes through, and you know that this boy, of course, was told by his mother or grandma, like, you go out there and you tell Michelle that she looks pretty, okay? <laughs> he was told to say that. She's like, he, he can't even look. He's like, you look very pretty. And he's got a little dimple in his cheek. Oh, it's so cute. And of course, Michelle looks at him and is like, hello, Howie. You're a hunk. And he's like, what's a hunk? And, of course, Michelle's like, well, that's what DJ calls the paperboy. And DJ, of course, bends into the frame of, like, eh, mm, mm, don't <laughs> cut that part. <laughs> I, I like how they uh, Michelle does her fish face, which is basically, like, <laughs> suck in your cheeks, kind of, into the mm, sound. I think doing that, the whole fish face, probably hurts just as much as if you stick your fingers in your mouth and pull your 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 letter outward like that. Mm. All the girls look adorable, and little Howie looks so cute in that tux. He looks like a little groom. Oh, okay. I think I know. Okay, so this is um. This isn't the inside, this is the inside of the church, but of course you have the uh, church where the altar is as Nedra and Kenneth come out and she, uh, Nedra is so excited, like, everything's ready up front. And of course she's like, what's going on? <laughs> she sees Danny's just a ball of nervous energy. Like, oh yeah, that's, uh, that's good, that's great. And she like looks at him like, okay, and, and Kenneth is the one that's like, what's going on? Like, what's the problem? Like, oh, (laughs) Danny's like, there's no problem. (laughs) And of course, Kenneth is like, you're lying. And Danny's like, can you believe this guy? (laughs) Say that to Nedra. And she's like, you are lying. And Kenneth's like, yeah, I can see why you you won't even look me in the eye. Not only have they taken notice, Becky comes out and is asking the question, why aren't we starting? Of course, before she comes out, he's like, well, we're not all here yet. Do you know that, um, you know, when you have a bride and you have a groom, well, you take away the groom. And Nedra's like, you took away the groom? And of course, Danny's like, no, I didn't take away the groom. I mean, and, and 
Kenneth is like, well, where is he? Where is he? And Danny's like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's when Becky and Connie come out like, why aren't we starting? I love... <laughs> Nedra is just like... <laughs> I don't... And her dad, Kenneth, is just like... <laughs> fake nervous smile plastered on his face. Like, uh, happy smiles, everybody. <laughs> don't set her off. <laughs> Becky goes right over to Danny. It's like, Danny, is there something wrong? He's like, no, why would you think there's something wrong? She's like, well, for one thing, you can't look me in the eye. So Danny finally says, we're not all here yet. And Becky's like, well, who's missing? And of course, Michelle's like, I know, I know, I know. And Be Becky's like, yes, Michelle. And Michelle's like, Uncle Jesse is missing. And oh my God, Becky is about two seconds away from just like, eh. She's like oh my God, stay calm. <sighs> like just because the groom's not here does not mean I'm gonna let that ruin my wedding day. She's like, Mom! <laughs> she goes over to her and her and Nedra is just like, Honey, it's okay, it's okay. Joey comes through a, a, a side door here, say, like, Oh good, I made it, and everyone crowds around Joey like, Where's Jesse? And of course Joey probably thought Jesse was already there. So Becky's like, Joey, where's Jesse? And <laughs> Joey's like, oh, well, you know, he must have just stopped off to buy some moose or something. And she's like, oh, good. He just stopped off to buy some moose. And Joey's like, yeah, I mean, he forgot it when he jumped out of the plane. <laughs> and she's like, what? What do you mean he jumped out of a plane? And he's like, oh, yeah, I took him skydiving. And she grabs Joey by the lapels of his tux and is like, you took him skydiving? What is wrong with you? What if something happened to him? And and Joey's like, it's fine. Look, I mean, he, he was, last time I looked, he was floating safely to the earth. And she's like, what if something happened to him? He could, like, he could be dead. And Joey's like, oh, well, don't worry. He said, you know, if anything did happen, for me to go ahead and marry you. And Becky's like, Mom! And just turns and like, ah. So we cut to Jesse stuck in a tree screaming, Help! Help! Becky, I'm coming! Don't marry Joey! Like, dude, it's fine. Just relax. She's not gonna marry Joey. I don't know what to tell you about, uh, the situation you're in, and that would scare the crap out of me, being, you know, stuck up in a tree. I wouldn't be jumping out of a plane anyway. Um, I, I, even if I had an insert, I would not be, that is not, that is not on my list of things I need to do. That is not on my bucket list. To jump out of a plane and go skydiving, or bungee jumping, or anything of that accord. Of course, we get the to be continued, so that ends part one. As promised, after I completed part one, which I have, we are going to go to IMDb for season four, episode 19, The Wedding Part Two, which aired on February 15th, 1991, so it aired the day after Valentine's Day. All right. Jesse's attempt at skydiving makes him late for his own wedding. This has got a 7.8 out of 10 based on 191 ratings. What's the other one? Um, the part one's got a 7.7. .7. All right. Cool, cool. Okay. We got Joel Zwick. We got Jeff Franklin, the creator, pretty much parts one and part two. Who's Glenn Morsher? Oh, I, yeah, that guy's the... Um, 
the cop who ends up picking up Jesse. Lenny Hicks, the driver. What's he been in? See anyone else? Uh, the minister. Okay. Here we oh, Nick and Irene Katopoulos. Guys, this is going to be the last episode you see them and you don't see them after this. I mean, you do see, do see Nick Katopoulos as great Grandpa Nick in an episode of Fuller House. I believe it's... Is it the halfway point of season three, I believe, when the family's going off to Japan for Steve and uh, CJ's wedding? And, of course, Tommy's got to stay behind, so Grandpa Nick takes him. So, all right, let's see. The last episode, Yvonne Wilder appeared in, so, of course, that's Irene Katsopoulos. Let's see. Being a direct continuation of the previous episode, this one doesn't start off with a gag featuring Michelle before the main credits. Instead, Michelle introduces a recap of the events in The Wedding Part 1. Let's see. When Jesse lands on the tomatoes, they bounce, indicating a crash mat underneath. Well, I will keep an eyeball out for that. Continuity. When Jesse and Becky are running to the church for their wedding, they get off. They get off the bus. You can see that Jesse's tux has a stain on it. Later, while they are in the church, the stain is gone. Factual errors. The wedding takes place on Valentine's Day. Oh, we already covered that in part one, didn't we? And the episode shape up. Jesse and Rebecca said they're going to have a chocolate cake for their wedding, but the cake. Wedding cake they're eating at the reception appears to be vanilla. Well, maybe, I mean, they hadn't chosen the wedding cake. They were just doing samples and stuff. But us guys, don't have chocolate cake at your wedding unless you've eaten, you're eating it after pictures have been taken. Because you know, that stuff's going to get in your teeth. You're not going to have time to floss or take a toothpick to your teeth, right? So just keep it simple. Keep it vanilla. That kind of thing. Revealing mistakes. Okay, that one was already revealed with the tomatoes. Um, soundtracks forever. Performed by John Stamos and Lori Laughlin. Written by the Beach Boys, Dennis Wilson, and Greg Jacobson. Alright, do we have a user review for part two? Yes, 8 out of 10. The one where Jesse and Becky really get married February 2nd, 2019 by Power Mandan. Warning, spoilers. Remember when Jesse went skydiving? Well, he landed on a tree just outside the town. In fact, he is in Tomato Town or Tomato Country. He gets mistake. He gets taken to prison. Well, really, it's just jail, the county jail. For squishing a truck of tomatoes when he was trying to free himself. While everyone at the wedding is freaking out, Becky comes with anger and Jesse explains himself. He really didn't need any of that. A few things happen and they get back safely. Of course, uh, <laughs> Becky's dad's car gets towed because she parked it in a, to a no-tow zone, basically. I get it. Emotions are running high. You're not going to be thinking clearly. 
When Jesse gets to the wedding, the episode becomes lush and beautiful. Jesse and Becky are beautiful people, and weddings are beautiful ceremonies. Instead of saying regular wedding vows, Jesse sings the Beach Boys song Forever on piano. This is the first of several great moments where that song is performed. Back in the Tanner house, they play Jailhouse Rock as it is Jesse's favorite song. The music and wedding make this great. I, I like this review. I do like this review. So without further ado, let's jump into the wedding part two. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> that was not intended, but cool. All right, I'm ready for part two. Oh, of course, a little mini cold open as Michelle recaps what happened in the wedding part one. Now we get back to Jesse, who's stuck in a tree, screaming. I'm surprised his voice isn't, hasn't gone worse from screaming so much. It looks like he's on a just above a backcountry road as we see this white truck with the back end just filled with tomatoes. And I gotta say, Jesse is very lucky that he actually hit the tomatoes. Can you imagine if he hit the ground? He would have broken both of his legs. And probably suffered some damage. I don't know exactly how, what the distance is between being in that, hanging from that tree and the distance down to those tomatoes. So the guy must have his windows down in his truck because he's just driving along, you know, going like 10 miles an hour, if that. And he stops, and that's like, what are you doing in that there tree there, fella? Jesse, of course, is irritated, and he's being sarcastic. Like, oh, I'm just enjoying the view. What do you think I'm doing? Like, Jesse, this guy's going to help you at some point. You need to dial it back a little bit. Just chill out. I know you're freaked out. I get it. I'd be freaked out, too. But I surely wouldn't be screaming angrily at the guy who could possibly be the one to save my life. Regardless, Jess. Yeah, he can tell what he's doing. Like, uh. What are the odds? Jesse, Grand Theft Auto, that's real nice. You guys are making a big mistake here. Look, I'm just, I'm late for my wedding. See, look at this. I got my tuxedo on and everything, see? Well, here's a brace 
to go with it. Wait a minute, guys. Guys, you're, you're making a big mistake here. Nope. You made the mistake. Do you know where you landed? Yeah, he went to Bullhorn right now. So I'm looking at the guy who plays a driver. His name is Lenny Hicks, and this episode of Full House was the last thing that he did, as far as acting goes. Um, he does look kind of like a cross between the actor. Let me get his name here, Dylan Baker, and uh, what was the guy in the Beverly Hillbillies movie? Or show. Billy Hill. Whoops. Hillbillies. Yeah, uh, he looks like a. The guy kind of reminds me of a cross between um, Dylan Baker, who was in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He's like a one bit actor. You see him and things like, oh, that's so and so. Um. And Tom Lester, I think that guy kind of sounds, it's not him, of course, but uh, this guy was in Gordy. He played Mr. Wilder, Wilder, Almanza's father, in a flashback of the Christmas they never forgot. And just, uh, oh, okay, he was in the Beverly Hillbillies show as Eb Dawson, don't know who that is. Is the Beverly Hillbillies like a crossover of Petticoat Junction? Because they look like they're right around the same time, and this guy's playing the same character. Green Acres, another one? Wow. Okay, anyway. So the guy, I mean, he's generous. Like, hey, dude, look, I can get you down and uh, go get old man Hudson's cherry picker, and I'll get you down in two to three hours. And that's not good enough for Jesse. Like, I'm late to my wedding. It's like, dude, you're already late. If you're going to be uh, an hour or so, I, I don't know what to tell you. I know it's it's urgent, it's the, it's the big day, but I'm surprised no one's like, if it's such an important thing to you, then why, I, I get it, like, oh, my last one big adventure, and Becky's gonna, we'll get to that when she uh, finds out where he is and why he's late. Well, she already knows that Joey took him skydiving. If he was expecting a ride from this guy and this guy to help him out, well, it looks like that ship has sailed because he had just landed on his prized tomatoes on this backcountry road. Apparently, that's this guy's property. Well, <laughs> what is Jesse spitting out of his mouth? He landed on his back. I mean, I see a little bit of tomato juice and seeds got on, you know, the little bit of his uh, tux that is visible. And, of course, his... Uh, skydiving jacket thing, but unless he probably did swallow some of the tomato juice from squishing them, maybe that's it. Of course, she has to say, well, they're not tomatoes anymore, they're ketchup. And it's like, dude, you are just pe peeving this guy off. He's not going to get do anything for you now. I mean, granted, Jesse really doesn't need to be rescued, but he does need to get to the church. And now Jesse's like, oh, you know, I, I like you, Red. I, I do. I'm, I'm going to, I like your truck, too. I'm going to borrow it. And he gets in the driver's seat. Like, Dude, Grand Theft Auto? Really? Ay, ay, ay. And who just happens to come down the lane but the truck driver's cousin, Harold, who's also a sheriff for that town since Jesse's landed in tomato country. So, of course, uh, the driver's cousin does arrest Jesse. 
and Jesse's all like, I'm late for my wedding. See, I got my tux on and everything. And and the sheriff is like, I don't care. Here's a bracelet to go with it as he slaps the cuffs on him. All right, now we're going to go back to the church and the crowd. How are they still just hanging out here? I'm surprised some people just haven't left. And how do they know, like, some of these people? I mean, are some of them, like, ad execs from um, when they worked for Mr. Malatesta? I get it, they needed extras' bodies to fill the seats, the pews, and all that good stuff. But it's like, who are some of these people? So, of course, since we're all just hanging out here, let's continue with this wedding documentary that Jesse and Becky down the road can actually watch and laugh at. <laughs> Apparently, the groom is now 25 minutes late. It feels like it would be a lot longer. And, of course, Stephanie's like, let's go over to the man that let him jump out of a plane on his wedding day. Joey, do you have anything to say? <laughs> How do you feel about all this? Speaking of a wedding, the saga continues. The groom is now 25 minutes late. Here's the man who let him jump out of a plane <clears throat> on his wedding day. Joey Gladstone. Joey, how do you feel right now? Sad. Scared, used, and I'm pretty hungry. I forgot to eat breakfast. Oh, you did get seven, yeah. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> and here's Becky with her loving family. Any more trunkles, Jesse? Darling, I just hope you're all right. But if you are all right, I'll kill you. Yeah, you tell him. <laughs> Kids, stop. Stop us. I'm going to turn this wedding around and drive right home. Daddy, you need a nap. Well, you need to stop asking the same question a hundred times. Who exactly is he calling? Daddy, is it time for the wedding cake? No. Michelle, we can't have cake until we have a party. And we can't have a party until we have a wedding. We can't have a wedding until Uncle Jesse gets his butt here. I don't know. Tomato country? She's in a hurry. She's going to miss your wedding. <laughs> They're nodding like, yeah, true. So, Joey, of course, is having all these emotions. Sad, hurt, angry, hungry, because, you know, he, Joe, uh, Jesse got him off at, like, 7 a.m. and just yanked him out of the house without, like, can I at least grab, like, a banana, granola bar or something, an apple maybe? Nope. Surprised he's not hangry at this point. Granted, that wasn't really a term yet in 1991, but bitter, scared, used. Well, yeah. <laughs> I love how Stephanie's like, oh, that's pretty, 
well, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And she goes over to Becky, like, oh, and here's the bride, Becky, with her loving family. And, of course, Nedra is, like, showing Becky, like, oh, you got some tears here, you know, mascara. You might want to, you know, use a little Kleenex to, you know, wipe that uh, mascara that's running down your face. <laughs> so Stephanie's like, Aunt Becky, or Becky, do you have anything you want to say to Uncle Jesse? And, of course, she turns, Becky turns to the camera, she's like, darling, I hope you're okay. And if you are okay, I'll kill you. Like, yes, girl! <laughs> she don't play around! <laughs> yes, I'd be pretty angry, too. So, of course, now we move over to the other side of the church. We got Danny on the phone trying to get a hold of people. He's probably calling hospitals, you know, police departments, trying to locate where Jesse is. Because, remind me, you know... Jesse flew out a, a plane. He could be anywhere in California. At the, I mean, I'm sure Joey, like, hovered around the general area where Jesse wanted to be. But then again, you jump out of a plane, it's not like you can, I mean, with your, um, umbrella, you know, ski, skydiving thingy-majiggy, whatever. Um, it's not like you're gonna steer, like, eh. I gotta get more over to the right. Oh no, I gotta get over to the left. It's like it's gonna take you where it's gonna take you. So you can just hope that eventually you'll land within the ballpark of where you need to be. So. <laughs> and it's Michelle and Howie both are like in Danny's ear. Like, did you find out? Did you find out yet? Where's Uncle Jesse? And of course, Danny's trying to talk to this person on the phone who really doesn't have a lot of information to give him. Like, I don't know, girl. I don't know. I don't know, Howie. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to talk to this person. Of course, Michelle's like, Daddy, you need a nap. <laughs> and of course, when he gets off the phone with the person, like, oh yeah, I'll be sure to try to squeeze in that nap today, sir. <laughs> Michelle's all about the wedding cake. Like, Daddy, can we cut the cake? And he's like, Michelle... We can't have cake until we have a party. We can't have a party till we have a wedding. And we can't have a wedding until your Uncle Jesse gets here, okay? So he gets up and leaves. And, of course, Michelle's like, Howie, do you want to marry me? And he's like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> She's like, so we can eat wedding cake. And he's like, is it chocolate cake? He's like, who cares? It's this big and it's got frosting. Cause it, it's got to be huge. you got to feed all those people. So, of course, the phone rings there. Jesse's like, or not Jesse. Danny goes to grab it, and he's like, Jesse? And, of course, Becky, like, rips the phone out of Danny's hand. Like, give it to me. Okay, okay. Stay where you are. She gets off the phone. Like, I will be right there. She turns to her dad. Like, dad, I need your car keys and your wallet now. And, of course, her dad's like, uh, honey, I don't. And, of course, Nutter's like, dear, she needs them. Give her the keys and your wallet. So, um, she's going to tomato country to bail Jesse out of jail. And I love how when she says, stay where you are, it's like, well, he's not going anywhere. The guy's not going to just up and release him. Of course, Becky runs off with the keys and wallet in hand. And Michelle, of course, is like, she better hurry. She can't miss the wedding. I love how Nedra and Connie just kind of like nod like, yeah, yeah. So, Kimmy is giving Danny and Joey um, a little play-by-play -play here of the crowd. They're getting restless. They want to get out of here. And she's like, you better block the exits. They're getting pretty restless. 
surprised nobody has just said, you know what, I got better things to do. I mean, I can just, I sent them, I got them a card and like a, a gift card or a gift. So I guess that's my um, contribution to these uh, soon to be eventually newlyweds. What if somebody there were like a diabetic and it's like, it's probably going on 1130. They're probably like, I gotta eat lunch soon. My blood sugar is starting to drop. <laughs> that though that person probably would go and excuse themselves like get a piece of candy or something like that of course it's like the people that are waiting in the pews they don't know what's going on all they know is the wedding hasn't started the groom's not there clearly because the wedding's not going on and Danny and Joey are all like look we got to tell them something I don't know what to say and of course they're like well I don't want to lie in a church so they do, they whole, you say, they kind of get them, you know, singing and try to get their minds off it and everything and, and be distracting in a way. Like, you say tomato, I say tomato, you know, that kind of thing. I'm going to play this clip as, of course, Irene and Nick are both worried. Like, where's my son? Where's my baby boy? This crowd is getting restless. You guys better lock the exits. <laughs> Joey, we have to tell these people something. I can't tell them the truth. I can't lie in church. Well, neither can I. We'll take them out to the parking lot and we'll lie to them there. <laughs> that is a dumb idea. What's up? Where's my baby? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, the truth is, your son... <laughs> Would uh, everybody like to accompany me to the parking lot? I know why Jesse's late. He's in the slammer. Okay, well. You can all sit down now. Yep. <laughs> so they decide, like, hey, why don't we take them out to the parking lot and lie to them there? I'm like, you take those people to the parking lot, they're not going back in for the wedding. They're probably going to go home. That's probably the excuse they're looking for is to leave. But you know the immediate family's not going to leave the wedding. They're going to be there for the wedding. But the guests, eh, like, what's keeping me here, really? <laughs> Free food? <laughs> of course. They don't have to say anything to them because Kimmy busts in like, Hey, I know where Jesse's late. He's in the slammer. As everyone had stood up because Joey and Danny were going to take him out to the parking lot and lie to them there. But Danny's like, Oh, you can all sit down now. Thank you, Kimmy. Why did we invite you again? Oh, we didn't invite you. You just, you know, came on your own accord. Okay. I love how we now go to the county jail and you hear like the tempo kind of being sped up like, you know, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, we're in a rush, we can't. And of course, Becky's dressed in her wedding dress because, you know, she isn't going to change because then she'll have to change back into her wedding dress, right? And she's so frazzled, she's so like in a hurry, she doesn't see the sign she parked in front of, in front of the county jail that says, no parking tow-away zone. Oh boy, that'll be another headache. <laughs> Look, you gotta let me out of here, man. I'm getting married right now. No, you're Why not. Why don't you believe me? Because nobody jumps out of a plane on their wedding day. Jesse. Told you. 
I don't think spying on anybody. He's gonna arrange me. Hi, honey. But... Hello, darling. You look bad. Are you mad? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you're so cute when you're mad. And right now, you're, you're about the cutest I've ever seen. Jess, are you insane? How could you do this on our wedding day? Actually, actually this is really funny. You're going to laugh. Maybe you won't laugh. No. Um, see, I, I had this long talk with your dad, and, and he talked to me about, about settling down and, and, and being responsible. And I just, I had to go out and get this one last adventure. What do you mean, one last adventure? Really? Just, the adventure is just beginning. For both of us. Sharing our lives and, and having a family. And hey, if you want to jump out of a plane, just let me know. I'll strap on a shoot. I'll be right there next to you. <laughs> the point is, whatever the adventure, let's just do it together. Darling, you're the best. Aww. This is beautiful. I'm dropping all the charges. Oh, of course you are. Really? You're gonna let me out of here? Yeah, I am. It's Valentine's Day. There you go. Just call me Cupid. Everybody's waiting. We can still make it. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Got a little wedding present for you. Oh, thanks, but I don't really like tomatoes. She loves tomatoes. Yeah. They're her favorite fruit. I thought they were a vegetable. Let's go. Thank you. So, yes, like I said, Jesse is locked up. He's trying to convince the man officer who arrested him, the sheriff, to let him go, like, you gotta believe me, I'm getting married, like, right now. And of course the guy doesn't. It's like, because no one in their right mind would jump out of a plane on their wedding day. No, unless their bride was with them and they were doing it together. (laughs) But, of course, Becky comes in, in her wedding dress, and Jesse's all, like, grinning from ear to ear. Like, I told you. It's like, I wouldn't be grinning right now. She's not exactly happy. And let me tell you, if that were me, Becky, you would be counting your lucky stars because, and be happy that you're behind those bars where I can't get to you. Take it the guy even didn't even give him a... Oh, wait, he did, because that's how uh, Jesse uh, told Becky where he was. <laughs> of course, Becky comes over to the jail cell, and he's like, Hello, Becky. And she's like, Hello, darling. And she's basically gritting her teeth and stopping herself from, like, choking him out. And he's like, Oh, you look mad. Are you mad? And she's like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very angry. I love he's like, oh, you're so cute when you're mad, and right now you're about the cutest I've ever seen you. So Becky unloads on him, like, Jesse, are you insane? How could you do this on our wedding day? Like, he pretty much stood her up, is what he did. I get it, the thrill of adventure, you want to have one last adventure before you tie yourself down to a whole new life, and your partner and responsibilities and commitments and stuff. But I can assure you that Kenneth was not referring to standing up his daughter on her wedding day by jumping out of a plane. That is very, very selfish. And Jesse the whole time is being kind of funny about it. Like, oh, this is, (laughs) you're going to laugh this. This is so funny. And she's like, try me. 
Like, I I wouldn't be laughing right now, because now you're making everyone still continue to wait while we go through this. But I love what she says here after he's like, look, I had a long talk with your dad. He was talking about um, me basically giving up my, my life. And yeah, his her dad talked to him about settling down and being responsible. And he's like, I had to get this one last adventure out of me. And I love what she says here. Like, one last adventure, Jess. We're embarking on the biggest adventure of our lives, becoming husband and wife. You know, and she says, sharing our lives and starting a family together. And I love this. How she's like, hey, you want to jump out of a plane? Let me know. I, I'll strap on a, on a parachute. I'm right there with you. The point is, whatever the journey, whatever the adventure, let's just do it together. And I love this. This is marriage, guys. Doing stuff together. Facing the good, the bad, the ugly, and just doing it together. And how many times in the, in the fall and the winter, Jeremy are out, and I are out there raking leaves and shoveling snow. I know that's not the same thing. That's probably what she's referring to. But, um, yeah, you know, we're us going to buy a car. You know, us buying a house together and all of this stuff. Getting an apartment together. Just, we're doing it together. and We're just saying whatever happens, happens, basically. But whatever happens, it'll happen to the both of us at the same time. We'll both be going through it, so. Oh, this is cute. And usually, oh, you're just, you're the best. And they kiss. And, of course, the sheriff, the, the whole time been watching this, he's like, oh, this is so beautiful. I'm dropping all the charges. Is someone wolf whistle in the, in the audience? <laughs> Oh my goodness, I just looked at this little black sign with the little white letters on it. Something about all flammable liquids, all open containers, which are subject to something. All pornographic material, all edibles. They had edibles back in 1991? Wow, okay. Maybe it means all edibles like food, I don't know. Yes, he's surprised, like, wow, you're going to let me out of here? And he's, the guy's like, yes, I am, as he unlocks the the door to the cell. It's Valentine's Day. And for a second, it's like, oh, yeah, it is. that's what they agreed to get married on Valentine's Day. Which is kind of funny, because when Jeremy and I got married, of course, we also were going to pick one of probably the most popular days of the year we got married to get married on, which was... July 7th of 2007. Of course, our pastor said, well, somebody already picked that date. So we're like, okay, let's do the 14th then because 7 and 7 equals 14. Boom. There you go. If you don't know this all about me, I'm a fan of even numbers. I love the guy. He's like, oh, just call me Cupid as he uh, opens the cell door for Jesse. So Becky's like, all right, come on. Everyone's waiting. We can still make it. Can you imagine if the pastor who was marrying them, or the minister, had another wedding to do later that day? That other couple would have to find another church. But then again, I'm thinking, do churches do that? Can they do two weddings in a day? 
course, the sheriff does have a wedding present for them because they're in Tomato Town. Becky gets a basket of tomatoes. And then the whole thing about it being a fruit over a vegetable, which I guess I, I don't like them either way. I mean, ugh. And I grew up on a, you know, my family were farmers and stuff. And there's always, like, fruits and vegetables and tomatoes and just all that stuff. There isn't enough salt in the world to put on a tomato that's going to make me want to eat it. I'll tell you that much. Because that guy, he's basically eating a tomato and just got a little salt shaker there. And just eating it like it's an apple. This is tomato country. Or Tomato Town, or whatever you want to count. Tomato County, I don't know. I love how Becky was going to turn the guy down when he offered. He's like, here you go. And of course, Becky's like, oh, I don't. And Jesse like, puts a hand over her mouth like, just take him, take him, take him. So at the county jail, we see a tow truck. And so did Jesse and Becky as they come out of the, um, the jail. Bye-bye! Kenneth's car. There's gonna be another problem later on when they come back. Like, um, honey, where's my car? Oh, um, I'm sorry, Dad. I was in such a fluster that I parked in the no parking zone and they towed away your car. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, the sign says no parking, official cars only. So I'm guessing official cars mean like what? Police cars, maybe? So Becky's surprised, like, oh no, wait, that's my dad's car, what are you doing? And of course she's got that basket of fruit. Like, I'm a bride! And Jesse's like, I'm a groom! And they're both throwing tomatoes at the tow truck driver. So they at first were going to run after the tow truck, and Becky's like, I'll ne we'll never catch those, uh, that tow truck and these, and these heels. Like, no, I'm surprised you didn't break a heel off of it. She's also, you know, she's got the train of her wedding dress and her, her uh, the bottom of her wedding dress she's holding on to because, of course, you don't want to drag it on the ground. It's going to get dirty. So they step into the road where there is a little choir bus that's going to a choir competition. A hallelujah chorus. So she's like, we need to ride to San Francisco. And I... I understand the guy's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not really going in that direction. And she's like, but my wedding! I just had to bail my groom out of jail! I hate tomatoes! Please! And the guy's like, wait a minute, aren't you Rebecca Donaldson? And she's like, yes, I am! Hi! And this is my groom, Jesse Katsopoulos. And he's like, oh, well, okay, yeah, I'll get you to your wedding. So I guess it helps to be a TV personality that people know. Yeah, she was on the verge of tears. Like, oh my gosh, my wedding, we're late. And he jumped out of a plane in jail in my father's car. Oh. And she lifts up the best. I <laughs> tomatoes. I love how she switches from crying to her TV, person uh, TV persona. Like, and it's... <sighs> I, you gotta be able to do that, I guess, if you're a TV personality, right? Oh, it's a small little school bus, basically. And Becky gets on the bus, she's like, oh, hi, hello. And we see um, all the seats are mainly filled. So she's giving directions to the driver, like, okay, you go up this way, you turn that way. She's like, you know what, why don't I just drive? And the guy's like, oh, 
yeah, I mean, it's your wedding day, sure. And Jesse's like, you know how to drive a bus? And she's like, hey, you had your adventure, I'm gonna have mine now. Alright, now we go back to the church. We got Joey and Danny and also Nick and Irene and they're entertaining the guests by saying, Alright, the grim side. You say Bahama. You say banana. You say tomato. You say tomato. And just, ay ay ay. <laughs> Who's this cute boy that Kimmy's sitting next to? He's a cutie. Is that her date? <laughs> no, the... I'm sorry, but the, uh, the people in the POs, they're getting, like, uh, basically enough already. Right, so, Jesse and Becky pull up in the bus. I'm like, come on, come on, apparently the choir's gonna come with them, so, yeah, I guess he's got a little bit of a treat for, uh, his bride and the people that have been sitting there. It's gotta be, what, like, maybe noon at this point, maybe? Maybe a couple hours? Sorry, but I don't care who you are. If I have to wait two hours for your wedding, um, I'm gonna go somewhere and come back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can't, not, not for two hours in a church. That's gotta be sweltering. I mean, it's February, but you know when you pack a bunch of people into one room, it starts to get a bit, uh, ugh. Alright, here we go. Michelle's like, stop the music, stop the music. Uncle Jesse is here. And of course, Stephanie's like, are you sure? And Michelle's like, I know what he looks like. He's my uncle. Hello? Stop the music, stop the music, stop the music. Uncle Jesse is here. Are you sure, Michelle? I know what he looks like. He's my uncle. <laughs> uncle Jesse and Rebecca are back. We're going to have the wedding. Oh, right. I just said that maybe when I'm five, people will listen. Everyone, sorry I'm late. Hi, hi, sorry I'm late. I was caught in a tree. I was caught in a tree. I was caught in a nice suit. Hi, Mom, Dad. Oh, honey. Oh, hey, fuck. Yeah, you don't even want to get your Is the church? It's much too long. Yeah, pretty much. Wasn't she terrific, everybody? Aww. I did the best I could. Of course, DJ comes in to clarify that Jesse is back. We're gonna have the wedding. Jesse comes in. Of course, he's like apologizing, shaking people's hands, like "Sorry, sorry, caught in a tree, caught in a tree." <laughs> and of course, he goes over, hugs his parents, and he turns, and of course, he looks at uh, <laughs> Becky's dad. Is none too thrilled. He like you don't even go in his vicinity because he will. Wow. We have Michelle's a flower girl, and of course, this could be you know. I agree with Danny. The aisle going up to, you know, from the back of the church oops, to the front of it, it's pretty long. She was little handfuls. I mean, if it were me and I were a flower girl, I'd never been one, of course, but I'd be like, okay, pedal, 
two steps, pedal, two steps, pedal. I think those flowers last, but then again, that's me. She's four, so she didn't, you know, just throw them out, throw them out, throw them out. And of course, she stops, like, stop the music, stop the music. Because Jesse had the string quartet playing. And she's like, oh, I ran out of flowers. I'm sorry. So she goes and starts picking them up. Adorable. And Danny's like, oh, honey, no, no. It's okay. It's not your fault. See the aisle? It's much too long. And he turns to everybody like, hey, didn't she do great, everybody? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, she did. And it's sweet. And, of course, I love Michelle turning to everyone in the pews like, I did the best I could. It's like, you did, sweetie. You did the best you could. That's right. Here we go. And the thing is, um, I listened to the other uh, Full House, the How Rude podcast, which, of course, um, great podcast. Love them, love them, love them. They were my inspiration for doing podcasts. They are um, do have a rated E for expletive. Um, but I agree. Why didn't... Kenneth walk his daughter up the aisle. Instead, he just meets her there when she comes to the front. Who gives this woman to this man? Her mother and I do. moment. I love that she's coming up the aisle and Jesse's just looking at her and just with such love and adoration in his eyes and of course she goes up to the front. Her dad takes her arm and of course it's where the father gives the bride to her soon-to-be husband and Jesse goes to take her by the arm and of course Kenneth doesn't want to let her go and Becky's like dad and he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, after today's display with Jesse uh, not being there on time, I can understand. You want to hold on a little. It is his baby, his baby girl. But uh, you got to let her go, Pops. I love how the pastor, of course, has to include the fact that we've been waiting a long time, a very long time, <laughs> for uh, this 
these two to be brought together. And of course, they have the rings. And he says, repeat after me, with this ring, I thee wed. And they both do. It's just, it's beautiful. I love this. So the minister tells everybody that at this time, Jesse would like to pledge his love to Rebecca, or for Rebecca, with a song. So I'm going to play a little bit of the song. Just like the beginning and the ending part where Becky joins in because it's really sweet. gosh I'm tearing up <laughs> so it's Jesse's mm, I had to collect myself <clears throat> as Jesse is singing to Becky we get shots of Becky's parents just kind of holding you know each other's hands she's just happy their little girl is happy and the same for you know Jesse's parents just like oh our boy our boy because we don't see his parents after this. We do see um, Grandpa Nick, like I said, in Fuller House at the end of season, or midway through season three, when um, the family goes off to uh, Tokyo for uh, Steve and CJ's supposed wedding. And of course, someone's got to stay and watch Tommy. Of course, Becky is Jesse's at the piano, and Becky's there. You see a single tear roll down her. I'm just like. Who doesn't cry on their wedding day? I don't think I did, but I think I, I, I choked up a little bit, but um we do have the Hallelujah chorus come in. Okay, I like that. This what I I kinda remember now when I watched this was such a big event and I remember just the pictures of you get baby pictures of both John Stamos and Lori Laughlin and it's adorable. Baby John Stamos is so cute. Oh, he's got his little baby hands like tucked underneath his chin. He's got kind of like a, a smirk going on. Oh, it's so cute. And we got uh toddler Lori Laughlin. She's clutching a little baby doll. We have Jesse in a leisure suit holding a little boss sheep. Adorable. We have uh Looks like maybe about 12, 13-year-old Lori Laughlin here with a little fruit, black frou-frou dog. Teenage John Stamos. Oh, look at that It's like a helmet, but it's cute. Looks like this has got to be at least 16, 17-year-old Lori Laughlin. 
Oh my gosh, look at that feathered back hair on John Stamos. He looks like he's got to be at least 1920 at this point. And we do get clips of, you know, when they're in Nevada. The first clip here, of course, we've not seen this clip. This is them in the park together, and they're kissing, and it's adorable. Okay, now we get um, season three, episode one, Tanner Island, where Becky throws herself off a waterfall into the water, and Jesse jumps after her. Okay, now this scene, of course, is Jesse jumping up and down on the chair in uh, Lake Tahoe at the Alibaba Wedding Hotel Casino. Which, yeah, he's all excited because she said that she loved him. Aww. Uh, this next one is when Danny and Becky were doing the uh, the Tango segment, uh, Thirteen Candles episode, and Jesse, of course, kind of. Jumps in there like, here, Danny, let me show you how to properly tango somebody. I can't remember this episode, but I do remember this scene where Jesse and Becky are, oh, oh, okay, I think I know it's, um, is it like Misadventures and Babysitting? Where Becky and Jesse are all about open, honest communication, and then, um, they're kissing, and Joey, like, takes a blanket off the couch and, like, puts it over their head. He's like, please, I'm getting a cavity <laughs> at this cuteness. There's another shot at the park. They're wearing different clothes, and they're just on a blanket, just toasting each other with their glasses, and it's sweet. And, of course, the last episode I recently covered, Greek Week, where he's proposing to her. Oh! She said yes to the proposal and the kiss. Now we go back to the piano where Becky joins in and now it's a duet and it's just sweet. I love it. Oh, even though they just met in early season two and then by the end of season two they have that uh, almost elopement, almost wedding. And then you have all of season three of them being together and then season four is them. And I mean, it feels like, I mean, think about it, that's at least a couple years, right? Like, all of season two, all of season three, and then halfway... That's like two and a half years. So, we were definitely waiting for this, and it just... It's such a great moment. I love how he ends the song, and they both kind of are, like, leaning their foreheads on each other. It's so cute. So, of course, now we go back to the altar so we can continue with the wedding and make it 100% official. Forever. <laughs> Rebecca, do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband, to love and to cherish for as long as you both shall live? I do. Jesse, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife, to love and to cherish for as long as you both shall live? I do. I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may now... Wow. <laughs> Go on kissing the bride. Yes. <laughs> I now present Mr. and Mrs. Katsopoulos. Yes! So they both say, I do, and it's beautiful. And, of course, the minister now pronounces them Mr. and Mrs. Katsopoulos, not 
Mr. and Mrs. Jesse Katsopoulos, just Mr. and Mrs. Katsopoulos. All right, now we're going to go to the Tanner house for the reception because it turns out they lost the reservation because Jesse was late. Well, I'm sure you're not getting that deposit back. <laughs> so uh, this house just amazing how it fills so many people. The point where the house is practically bursting at the seams. There's so many people. So, of course, Danny has got a big stack of coasters in his palm going around to the guests just saying, here, have a coaster. We lost a haul. Groom was late. Like, they know all that. So now, of course, got to get to the toast. The best men making their toast. We got to get uh, the dance. First dance is man and wife. And, of course, the garter toss and the flower toss. So... Yeah, right. Keep her away from that cake. She's not going to want pate. That's gross. I wouldn't even eat that crap. Ugh. <laughs> it's nasty. get through the toast without weeping understandable understandable danny's all like oh joey you big softy <laughs> so of course we get danny who's gonna ramble on and on and on especially about so many people and so few coasters so share those coasters and of course jesse begging like danny while we're young come on <laughs> and it's just uh danny's like i just i love you guys and just i so happy you guys get to share your life together. And now, of course, DJ announces the first dance of her Uncle Jesse and new Aunt Becky. So, of course, Jesse does say, well, one of the first compromises of many, 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 many compromises of as man and wife is the song. Of course, he wanted Jailhouse Rock. You know, Elvis. And she wanted a nice soft ballad. Um, Jeremy's song, the one he and I danced to, was um, A Groovy Kind of Love by Phil Collins. And whenever I listen to it, I always think of our first dance. I remember the, um, the song that my dad and I danced to called I Loved Her First. I think it's by, uh, it's by Heartland, but it's really, really good. And Jeremy and his mom danced to Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion. Of course, Jeremy and I lighted our unity candles to um, Keeper of the Stars by, I think it was George Strait. Yeah. 
Another good father-daughter dance song for the wedding, I think another good one, is um, My Little Girl by Tim McGraw. It's such a sweet, sweet, beautiful song. All right, I'm going to play this clip. It's time for the first dance by the bride and the groom, my Uncle Jesse and my new Aunt Becky. Oh my god. I don't know how long I can hold these people. Well, as our wedding song, naturally I wanted my favorite song, Jailhouse Rock. But I wanted a romantic ballad. Yeah. Right, so as a first of very many, 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 many compromises as husband and wife, we came up with a little thing that goes something like this. I hope you all enjoy it. get a montage of them eating you know feeding each other cake like you do we see michelle and howie dancing it's adorable i don't know what he's trying to do i mean pulp fiction isn't out so it's not like he's trying to Im imitate john travolta or is he i don't know maybe he watched grease he's trying to pull his danny zuko here we cut up to the banister where danny and J joey are uh Shaking their booties. <laughs> so we see them feed each other cake. We see Howie and Michelle feed each other cake because they look like an adorable mini bride and groom. Becky throws her bouquet over the banister and who catches it but DJ? And we get a look to Danny like, oh boy. Well, she is going to be the first Tanner daughter to get married. How Joey and Jesse are both clapping to that. All right, of course, now we gotta take off Becky's. Well, Jesse's gotta take off Becky's garter and toss it over the railing. And who gets it but Michelle? Because the, uh, Joey lifts her up to catch it. She's like, ew, that is gonna be so gross, that garter. I mean, I had one too. Also tossed. All right, now we go outside to finally married the sign that is on the back of Jesse's Harley. Of course, Jesse and Becky are dressed in their um, evening attire. They've changed out of their um, tuxen and wedding dress and everything. She's in an adorable cream gray pantsuit or um, blazer and pants, and he's, of course, in his uh, leather motorcycle jacket. Is there? We don't learn where they go until the next episode, Fuller House, which I will be doing next week, um, that they went to Bora Bora for the, their honeymoon. Like, oh, I love how the family is outside and it's dark out. Oh, I love how Stephanie still got the video camera because... Yeah, anything you capture is going to be really, uh, you're not going to be able to see a lot because it's dark. But Plus, uh, <laughs> her camera, the lens is pointing directly at Jesse's uh, motorcycle headlight, so that'll look nice. But uh, yeah, it's, it's cute. I like that they ended it and Jesse and Becky just drive off and you see, see the finally married sign. And it just, I love, ugh, I love this too. It's just so magical and beautiful and just it's a nice little chapter of 
from where they began to where they developed over time and everything just that's why I wanted to do this I wanted to do Jesse and Becky a love story but of course guys you know that this episode this is not the chapter closing we still got Fuller House we still we still have Fuller House the episode of Full House where Jesse come and Becky come back from their honeymoon we have where Becky's going to announce her pregnancy the birth of Nikki and Alex and of course the cherry on top the the button, the the nice little bookend is going to be them on Fuller House renewing their vows. And that will close the chapter on Jesse and Becky, a love story. Of course, that will be towards the end of February. So, of course, before I get to some more exciting stuff, because this episode is not over, I have a little fun surprise here. So, let's get to the official stuff, right? Well... <clears throat> Of course, I want to hand out the best dressed. Jesse and Becky together, their wedding outfits, gorgeous. Um, I'm going to do runner-up for um, how he just looked adorable in that suit. Um, worst dressed? I'm going to go with the bridesmaids dress, you know, for Connie and... Um, the girls, DJ, Stephanie, Michelle. I just, I don't like that pale peach color. Just, just not, not, not flattering at all. So, um, also, if I had to go with a lesson learned from this one, just guys, gals, know that your wedding day is going to be stressful no matter how much you plan, no, much how, no matter how much double checking you do the day, the week before. Something could go wrong. Just be prepared in case it does. And know that weddings are always going to be hectic. You take that in stride and just know it's not. Just, just wait, keep telling yourself, like, just get through it. Just, just be in the moment. And all that matters is you and that other person. Does it matter how you get to that point? Not really. And just know that, like, just once you guys are married, you've done the reception, you're off on your honeymoon, all that other stuff, that build up and everything that probably took six months to a year to plan, you're done. You can just revel in and enjoy just being married to your spouse. All right, the first thing here, of course, I'm going to do is an article, The 11 Best TV Weddings of All Time. This is from 2018. First one, Sheldon and Amy from Big Bang Theory. Zach and Kelly, Saved by the Bell. We have Jim and Pam from The Office. Leslie and Ben Parks and Rec, which two shows I've never watched. Izzy and Alex from Grey's Anatomy, never seen it. Corey and Topanga from Boy Meets World. Monica and Chandler from Friends. Liz and Chris of 30 Rock. Turk and Carla from Scrubs. Marshall and Lily, How I Met Your Mother. Jesse and Becky Full House. Yes! It made the list, guys. It made the list. Did I have any doubt? Well, I was a little worried because there's so many contenders. I mean, because this was a 91. But this, honestly, this and Corey and Topanga's Wedding from Boy Meets World, of course, both top in my book. 
Alright, here we go. We got some wedding songs. Best wedding songs of 2019. We have Simple by Florida Georgia Line. When I Fall in Love, Michael Buble. Perfect Duet, Ed Sheeran and Beyonce. Shallow, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Bad and Bougie um, by Lil Uzi Vert. Mingos. What the World Needs Now, Cat Power. DNA by P BTS, and guessing that's behind the scenes. Wolves, Selena Gomez. If We Don't with Alison Krauss, Dolly Parton from Dumpling. Die With You. That's a wedding song? Yikes. Uh, by Beyonce. All Night, The Vamps and Matoma. Girls Like You, featuring, Car featuring Cardi B by Maroon 5. If Your Prayers Don't Get to Heaven, Brian Fallon. Heaven, Kane Brown. I Like It, Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and Jay Belvin. Uh, you, you, blah, 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 blah. uh, Love on the Brain by Viana, Never Be the Same. Sundress, The Greatest by Sia. Only Us, Laura, Laura Dreyfus and Ben Platt from Dear Evan, Love Someone, Lucas Graham, Hand Clap. These are supposed to be songs that you're dancing to? Let's Get Married by the Bleachers. That, of course, was in uh, Modest Proposal, the first half of Season 5 of Fuller House. Um, let's see if I know any of these that actually are familiar enough. Rewrite the Stars, yep, yep. Bruno Mars, 24K Magic, don't know that one. Greatest Love Story. I want to look at wedding songs. Um, uh, Perfect by Ed Sheeran. I hear that song, I'm like, that is a wedding song. Um, Another one I definitely want to promote that sounds beautiful. 99 Years by Josh Groban and Jennifer Nettles. That is a song to be played at a 50th wedding anniversary, a first dance. It's beautiful. So here are some of the lyrics for 99 years. Boy meets girl and the world stops turning. She makes him forget all the rules he was learning. They give a toast to the ones who never stop hoping. There's not much to lean on, or excuse me, there's not much to lean and eyes wide open. And they look up high and wonder what the future's going to hold. I'm getting goosebumps just, oh my goodness. When we, will we look back down on 99 years of a wonderful life? Where we laughed till we cried and our love was stronger with every fight. There'll be a thousand moments for you to say, I told you. And a million more for us to say, I love you. Let's look forward to you and I looking back at 99 years like that. Oh my God. Here's some lyrics from Perfect by Ed Sheeran. I found a love for me. Darling, just dive right in and follow my lead. Well, I found a girl beautiful and sweet. I never knew you were the someone waiting for me because we were just kids when we fell in love. Not knowing what it was, I will not give you up this time. But darling, just kiss me slow. Your heart is all I own, and in your eyes you're holding mine. Baby, I'm dancing in the dark with you between my arms. Barefoot on the grass, listening to our favorite song. When you said you looked a mess, I whispered underneath my breath, but you heard it. Darling, you look perfect tonight. Well, I found a woman stronger than anyone I know. She shares my dreams. I hope that someday I'll share her home. 
I found a love to carry more than just my secrets, to carry love, to carry children of our own. We are still kids, but we're so in love. Fighting against all odds, I know we'll be all right this time. Darling, just hold my hand. Be my girl. I'll be your man. I see my future in your eyes. This is, oh my gosh, this is incredibly beautiful. Real quick, I'm going to tell you, of course, the episode, which I've already told you, what I will be focusing on in the next episode in the Jesse and Becky A Love Story series. Season 4, episode 20. Jesse and Becky come back from their honeymoon. Michelle is upset when she learns that Jesse plans to move out of the house and into Becky's apartment. I really, honestly wish that they had prepared her. I know with the wedding and everything that was more important, but... Jesse and Becky have been together since she was at least nine months old. And all she's ever known is knowing her uncle is just down the hall from her. And the idea that even if he's two minutes away or five minutes away, he's still not going to be living in that house anymore. And Michelle isn't the only one that's going to have a problem with this. Jesse is going to be feeling this too. And this, my gosh, just thinking about it. It's already making me want to cheer up and cry because I always get teared up with this episode. I can't help it. Okay, now, of course, not only is Full House Jesse and Becky's wedding one of the best wedding TV episodes out there, there is another couple that is just as amazing, if not more so. And that is Corey Matthews and Topanga Lawrence from Boy Meets World. Let me tell you, they started out as 11, 12-year-olds in season one. And by season seven, the final season, they're 19, 20 years old, and they are saying I do to each other. Yes, they had hiccups along the way, much like Jesse and Becky did in Full House. But this is a culmination of years upon, upon years of them learning about each other and just, you know, going through the trials and, you know, they, Corey and Topanga got through her moving to, um, out of, uh, uh, Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, you know, moving away. And then she came back. They also got through, uh, Lauren, the the ski lodge girl that uh, had an eye for Corey, they broke up. Corey and Topanga broke up for a bit. They got back together. She proposed to him at the at their high school graduation and everything like that. And I just I wanted to play them exchanging their vows because it's just so beautiful. It's just a long time coming. Think about it. Us kids that what well, you know I didn't. I dipped in and out later on. I didn't see their nuptials until I was an adult. But it's like, think about it. You're Corey's age when the show starts. By the time you're finished watching it, you yourself are probably already in college. Or you maybe have been in a relationship much like Corey and Topanga's. And it's just, you grow, basically what I'm saying is you grow up with these kids who are now adults. And I just, this is just such a beautiful moment. And I just, I wanted to share it with you. I wasn't sure this day would ever come. But you were. 
survive everything that we put it through. But you were. You were always strong and always sure. <laughs> and now I know that I want you to stand beside me for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's what I'm sure of. this man to be your lawfully wedded husband, to have and to hold, to cherish and adore, from this day forward, in sickness and in health, as long as you both shall live? I do. And do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife, to have and to hold, to cherish and adore, from this day forward, in sickness and in health, as long as you both shall live? share that with you because that is just such a momentous moment just like with Jesse and Becky and everything and um okay so I will be back next week with season 4 episode 20 entitled Fuller House have a wonderful weekend and enjoy the last day of January of 2020 because this Saturday we are welcoming a new month February 1st, which is also my rabbit London's birthday. He will be four years old. Where does the time go, everybody? I don't know. All right, everyone. Have a, like I said, have a great weekend. Bye-bye.